and welcome to Kiss by Fire, the cold as ice podcast blowing its way over the wall to you as you settle yourself by a warm crackling fire, safe in your hold fast or keep. I'm Steph Lioness. And I'm B-Word. Today we are finishing A Surfeit of Rulers, a chapter in Fire and Blood beset by scheming, plotting and generally dastardly behaviour. Yes, it's our favourite, isn't it? Before we begin, though, we wanted to do a wee bit of housekeeping, reminding you uh, that you don't need to send ravens if you want to get in contact with us. No, you can find us on Twitter or whatever the hell it's called now. I refuse to um, say what what Elon wants to call it. Uh, But we are at Kiss Podcast on Twitter. Uh, We're both on Blue Sky um just as b-word and steph lioness and at some point we will add a second account for the podcast we just want to make sure that um, everyone who needs to be there's voice needs to be heard is there before we jump Mm -hmm. on and and add a second account oh yeah yeah do you just now refuse to say that letter in the alphabet yes i just skip right over it i don't want it (laughs) when you're doing the alphabet with your kids you're like nope nope you know what i do is i sign it instead i use my asl sign language and i sign it Oh, do you? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's good to know. I'm moving the microphone quite close to my mouth now because I'm always very quiet and I don't know why. So hopefully I'm not going to be way too loud this time. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, if you want to support us on Patreon, you can also do that. We have the most lovely community there uh, where we have Mm -hmm. hangouts, fun quizzes, bonus content and all sorts of shenanigans. So just look for Kiss by Fire on Patreon. And you will find us and our many tears there. You will. And speaking of which, let's start with a Patreon shout out to Chris B, the Song of Ice, at our Queen's Guard level. Your support means the world to us, Chris. Thank you so much. It really does. It really, really does. And speaking of shows, shall I tell you what's coming up today? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the script. She needs to say yes at that point. <laughs> I was like, I was I like reading the highlighted the part. I was like, is there more I'm supposed to say? <laughs> I was like, I don't really need to script this bit. LOL in brackets. But all she needed to say was yes. Yes. And I couldn't even do yes. that. <laughs> I'm not meant to follow a script, obviously. <laughs> no, she's just a free wheeling, free wheeler. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... In the second part of A Surfeit of Rulers, we find out what happens with Rogar and Alyssa's schemes to pull apart Alessandra and Jaharis. Will Jaharis drop his trousers for a roll in the hay with Corianne Wilde and her magic vagina? <laughs> Will Alessandra catch religion from the formidable scepters sent to teach her of the sin of incest? We pop to the West to catch up with Raider and Hercule for random reasons that we don't really find out why. And we also find out what happens when you fuck around with Alyssa and you find out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a good chapter. It's a good chapter. It is a good chapter. On that bombshell, let us begin. We shall begin. So as a reminder of where we've left this, because this is like the second half where what's happened in this chapter if you can remember what's been going on <laughs> i don't remember no uh, <laughs> what did happen she doesn't know i don't remember our last recording happen. it's been such a crazy summer um no last time last time we had well they introduced corian wild and, and the dirty gross story of the baratheons putting her into yeah um, it was a plot wasn't it mm-hmm. because uh not jaharis rogar and Alyssa wanted to end the uh marriage between the siblings, and Alison, and the siblings, yes. the siblings, Jaharis and Alison. 
uh, they wanted to go by any means necessary. Alice, Alyssa, because she thought, I don't want my children to be killed like Aegon and what Aegon was. Um, she was afraid for her son. kids' safety. She didn't want what happened to Aegon and Rena mm-hmm. to happen to Alicent and Jaehaerys, her babies. But she's also concerned about how people feel about her yes. as well. She yeah, she wanted sure. to be liked like Aenys was. Mm-hmm. I'm just moving my microphone even closer to my mouth. Basically, oh my so I put it in my mouth. <laughs> I can hear you work. fine. I can hear you okay. <laughs> I know, but I can see it on the thing that it's just not really picking me up unless I'm in the microphone. Fascinating. Maybe it's your guard thingy, Mabal. But that's just to stop me from going <laughs> all over the mic. <laughs> so, I don't know what's going on, unless I shout. So that's the main thing that's going on in this chapter, is is their schemings. There was a load of other shit as well, like fucking who, who knows what else was happening. Well, and, and Reyna on Fair Isle and her settling in was stuff there, right? We talked a little bit about that earlier in this chapter, and then it comes back to her here. No, does it? No. Yeah, doesn't it? We don't talk about Raina in, in the first half of the chapter. Yeah. It jumps now to Raina. We're now jumping no. to her. It talks about it. I'm looking at it right now. Does from before. It? Okay. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a big long chapter, but it's there. Um Okay. She it talks about how Raina was upset about her her family oh, her being yeah, passed over yeah, and yeah. Her not Everyone's understanding upset with her everyone, mom's love they? of Rogar and all that. No. Who I does don't, understand don't Alyssa's that. love of Rogar? I'm kind of... Uh, no one. We're all Absolutely kind of confused Absolutely no by one. That. Yeah. If no you one. understand Alyssa's love of Rogar, send us an email. About it. <laughs> <laughs> um, there might be some Rogar lovers out there. Not very many. There, there might be. There might be. Maybe okay. there's some Rogar apologist out there. Send us an email at kissedbypirethepodcast.gmail.com and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, that was a really weird noise I just made. <laughs> okay. I don't know what's happening today. I've gone completely wrong. So yeah, so it's all kinds of schemings. There was a scheme to make Alisan uh, religious and also to put Corian uh, uh, wild and maybe any of the uh, women sent to be Alisan's handmaids maids in waiting. Yeah. Is yeah. that what they're called? Maids and ladies waiting. Ladies in waiting. Handmaids or ladies in waiting, usually. Yeah. Yeah. And so there was also, so would they be able to tempt Jaharis into bed with them? That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were waiting to find out what happens next. Yeah. And of course, in true fire and blood style, we don't actually get. We don't get a resolution. Yet. No, we don't get any straight no. answers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, because uh, before we can get the answer, we move to a different part of the country. <laughs> yes. And I feel <laughs> like this, similar to, uh, we sort of talked about this with um, the show House of the Dragon, but there's a lot of choose your own adventure in this part of the book. <laughs> Which one do you oh, think yeah. happens? Choose your own adventure. Make it make it your own yeah. story. If this book, this whole book is a choose your own adventure book. I think, yeah, because we talk about how uh, it. we think it's maybe written by more than one person. Mm-hmm. And I think they, they just picked it up. You know, like, con- did you ever play Consequences at school where you'd write a line of a story and then you'd fold over the top and then the per- next person would write the next line and then they'd fold that over and then another person would write another line of oh. story and yeah. then they'd fold it over and then you'd unfold the thing and you'd see what you ended up with. Did you ever have that? No, I've never even heard it. Like we no? would do it, like we would, someone would say a sentence and then the next person would have to say a sentence. Okay. But it was like no, you sort of continued, really fun. you knew what was ahead of it. 
No, you didn't know anything until you opened up the, the story and then uh, you'd find out what kind of nonsense you'd written. And I just wonder if Mrs. Sapphire and Blood <laughs> That's what happens. has been put together. I like guess your turn to continue the fucking story, <laughs> Bob. <laughs> get on with it. Um, Archmaster Boblet, yeah. get on. Because we've just welcomed from the wise woman, the ship called the wise woman, it's a couple of Scepter, Scepter Isabel... Uh, I think there was a few pretty, uh, yeah, Scepter Isabel, who was like this really pious Scepter, a very pious lady as well, called Lady Lucinda. Oh, I Lady know. Lucinda Tully. Is I don't know if you've pious? heard, but she's actually, she's quite she pious. pious. <laughs> yeah, she's famed for her piety, actually. Hmm. It's really weird. Hmm. Hmm. And then a bunch of other women, including the crappy Celtigar, Celtigar people. Yes. <laughs> The, the two unmarriable Celtigars. Whose names we find out Celtigars. already in this in this part. And unsurprisingly, they are shit names. So they were going to have a terrible life. Yeah, we'll get to them. Okay. But if you name your children this, they're going to be chinless and t- titless. Teachers. You know what? It reminds me, you're reminding me of, um, who are, I can't even remember whose kids they are in the royal family. They're Harry and William's cousins. And one of the names is Eugenie. And I'm like, who oh, names yeah, their little girl? And Beatrice and Eugenie. Beatrice and Eugenie. Oh, I quite like Beatrice because um, of I love Much Ado About Nothing. I do love Beatrice the name Beatrice because I like, like I like all the nicknames you can do with Beatrice. Yeah, and I apologize if your that. name is Beatrice or Eugenie. Mm. It's just to me, it's not a name that you look at a baby and think, I'm going to name this child Eugenie. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel that way about a few names. I don't want to say them out loud in case we have listeners. I know, I'm being mean. We should just, just those cut names. this part out. I feel like it's mean. No, I'm keeping it in. <laughs> no. Beth is mean. You heard it here oh, first. No, I'm not mean. <laughs> but anyway, Eugenie is just not a name that I think of as like a cute baby's name. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, yeah well, <clears throat> yeah, well. We find out their names and they were doomed. They were doomed from the very beginning because Poor of girls. their names. But before we get to all that, we're actually going to talk about Raina, right? She's... Yeah, because we don't get to find out what happens. They just arrive and the story moves. Jumps. Yes. Jumps away. Before we re- relate, before we relate what happened afterward, let us turn our gaze briefly to Fair Isle, where Raina Targaryen, the Queen in the West, resided with her new husband and a court of her own. Um, can I just also say, turn our gaze briefly. I really want to turn gaze G-A-Y-S with Raina. I just liked the use of the I don't have to turn gaze. gaze with Raina. I already am gaze. I just have to wish she was a real We're all person. gaze for Raina. <laughs> We're um, all gaze for Raina. Yeah. In fact, when I'm doing yoga, she always says, and now soften your gaze. And I think, <laughs> that's funny. My gaze are pretty soft already, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. So Queen in the West, Raina Targaryen. So we're now... If you can imagine going on a plate, like a map of Westeros, uh, if this was a movie, you'd get on a little plane and then a little red line would go, or a dragon, because this is obviously the dragon. The dragon. dragon. You get on the back of a dragon and go to the west. And we're going to go to off the continent to a little island just off the west uh, where Raina lives. Mm -hmm. Lovely Raina with her husband. Do you remember what his name was? No, I forgot. I was going to say, what? <laughs> As what? I'm holding the book in front of me. Yes. Raina with, with her husband, Andrew. It was a Rainatorical question. <laughs> Lol. New, new canon. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I underline the word and a court of her own because this, her having her own court becomes a really important 
mm-hmm. aspect in the story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so hold that in your mind. Yeah. She had married a second son of a lesser lord, um, yeah. which didn't sit well with anybody. No, Alyssa particularly, the queen. Yeah. But also, queen but also Andro's happy. family had a little bit of trouble, right? Not their dad. Mark Farman uh, was was fine with it. He liked her well enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Probably saw some advantage, but her, his brother, his older brother, the heir to Fair Isle, didn't mm. see, was not pleased with Raina's presence on the island. No, right? Well, there's, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of things going on here. The the family, the Farman family, is an interesting one. So he's so Andrew's not even an heir. The description of him, you get more. We find out more about him in this chapter. Yeah, yeah. and the description of him is interesting. It hasn't. They haven't talked about him much before now, other than that he's a second son of a minor, very minor lord, and didn't what didn't really have proclivity with a sword. He wasn't like a strong. He wasn't masculine in in the typical Westerosi ways, right? But I no, he's not, and we get information about that said. So he's said to be a handsome boy with pale blue eyes and long flaxen hair. That sounds very Lannister, Westerlander. Well, it just sounds very... Flaxen hair is sort of pale blonde, really. But it's a very romantic description. You can almost feel like... Like a romance novel, the wind like in their hair. Like a romance hair. novel. He's got yeah, flaxen hair. Like a Daniel hair. Steele novel. Flaxen yeah, hair, yeah, yeah, exactly. Eyes. So yeah. he seems like a very courtly lover, like a like a very traditional idea of a, of a young, sexy man. He's got his lovely, long, flowing flaxen locks and pale blue eyes and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. However... <laughs> Uh, it says here that he, there were those in court who scorned him as half a girl himself, for he was soft of speech and gentle of nature. He was a singular failure as a squire. He had never become a knight. He had none of the martial, martial skills of his lord father and elder brother. For a time, his his father, Lord Farman, what's the, is it Lord Mark Farman? Mark Farman. Is that what his name? Yeah. Yeah. Thought of sending him to Old Town to forge a maester's chain, until his own maester told him that the boy was not clever enough and could hardly read nor write. I know. I was like, how the maester failed him then? Like, yeah, that's crazy to me. He's he's a higher yeah. born high high born man mm. who can't read or write with a maester there to who should have taught him. So what was his maester doing? Sitting in and the then, shed with a with a whiskey? Like, what's happening here? I wasn't sure where you were going with that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I love to keep you on your toes. No, <laughs> you do. It's like, uh, what's she gonna say? Is it gonna be? This is the second time <laughs> Steph has said that to me today. <laughs> yeah, let's not speak of that again because that was um, poo. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but it's a pretty damning but, description. But no, I feel like we get this sense that Andrew never really has a sense of identity. You never really. He no. never has a lane that he falls into mm. that says this is a hobby of his. Until he kind of clings to this bride. No. I do. I have a theory. Because obviously there are questions of his masculinity. Because he's not classically Westerosi masculine. And therefore yeah. he's essentially useless within Westerosi society. What, like, what good are you? You can't do anything. You can't even read or write. You can barely hold a sword. Uh, but... Yeah, there's no male lane for you to fall into here. So is he... Some people might say, oh, he was clearly gay. 
oh, there's a fly on my wall and it's like rubbing its hands together thinking, where am I going to, where am I going to vomit or lay eggs on now? Get out of my house. Get out. Oh, I touched it. But, um, uh, so disgust. Just touched me again. I'm sorry. I really hate flies. They're so disgusting. They, they vomit and shit and lay eggs on things. Like, I fuck know. off. They're <laughs> disgusting. Yep. Um, anyway, <laughs> so some people might say, was he gay? Was he queer? But I wonder if he was actually intersex. Yeah, I kind of wondered that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not sure what intersex is, it's, I can't think of the official definition, but it's like if you, sometimes if people were born with two, both genitalia or um, you're like, I've got a, a family member who has XXY chromosomes and he didn't go through puberty till they found this out when he was age 26. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And it doesn't just cause, I mean, I don't know. George might have just have written a kind of gay, like a bit of a weakling character. <laughs> but I don't know if weakling is fair weakling. necessarily. I think that, I think we come to a point with him where he shows conviction um, I know, but the what I was thinking with this guy is because he, uh, my they, this family member, so he didn't. He had to have age twenty six. They found out that he had this. He had to have testosterone injections. And before then, he was had the sim like the description of him as a handsome person with pale blue eyes and flaxen hair. That sounds. It's just a very similar description, and I'm probably reading way too much into it, but. Um, uh, he just suddenly, he took the testosterone and suddenly literally went through puberty mm-hmm. and suddenly grew muscles and became hairy. And he, this guy, Andrew Farman, doesn't sound like a muscular, hairy person. He sounds like he probably bear, can barely break out like a bit of peach fuzz. He's, yeah, or, he's not, as he's we young. call it, As he's... we call it in Britain, <laughs> as we call it in Britain, we call it bum fluff. <laughs> it's not peach fuzz, it's bum fluff. That's amazing. Uh, He's not that young. He's nine years younger, and she. She was like twenty six. Twenty six. Well, she yeah, twenty six, twenty seven. So he's so like he seventeen. Yeah, he should have puberty. I'm not saying I don't. Yeah, but I just mean he's not like a man in his twenties. He doesn't sound like a like he doesn't come across to me as the person who has an issue with needing to shave very often. No. <laughs> I know, think I think like, for me, I just felt like he was someone who didn't necessarily fall into any appropriate role with no. with his qualifications and, and stuff given his gender right but the other the other part of it is it which is really weird so it can cause uh behavioral issues and yeah. issues with reading and writing so mm-hmm. like dyslexia it can actually cause issues with dyslexia it's really interesting that you can like just one extra x chromosome can can cause it doesn't just affect your kind of sex hormones but he, he had learning difficulties and they had no they had no idea why he kind of had like he's a such an amazing intelligent person but couldn't like get his thoughts down and couldn't focus on reading and had just tons and tons of energy these days he'd probably be diagnosed with dyslexia and uh, adhd or something yeah yeah uh but actually it was much deeper than that uh, obviously he's Gen X, so they didn't have 
They didn't have dyslexia and ADHD yeah, no, they back in those no. days. No, no. Um, so it's, yeah, I just, when I read about Andrew Farman, like not having sort of bodily strength, being discoordinated, struggling with reading and writing, I, I just got, and, and the fact that he's sort of fair, you know, he's not kind of, he's not strong of beard, strong of body. He seems a bit like a literal walking peach fuzz to me. And I did wonder if, like, and I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. I mean, as in that's the description that they're giving. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if he was actually sort of in the wonderful LGBTQ area himself, or even if he's just gender non-conforming. Yeah, like you're that's saying. That's more of the impression that I got was just, mm. you know, especially when it comes he to Westeros, no gender is so clearly defined. Mm, yeah um, it is right and so he didn't fall into mm. a, a lane where where he could be and and in contrast as well to the fact that he married one of the strongest female outspoken mm. you know outgoing pushy you know mm-hmm. very very aware of who she is females mm. in the story like i don't know that there's anyone in the story who sort of knows themselves as well as reina knows herself you know mm, no that's true so in contrast to her <laughs> he was probably attracted to that because he's like oh i like that she knows who she is and i think maybe do you think there was an attraction between the two of them well when she's asked why she chose in the words of fire and blood and such an unpromising spouse she said he was kind to me and i i don't mean to sound mean but it kind of sounds like her going he'll do <laughs> I don't know. I think she, uh, well, I wrote a few things down about this because he was kind to me. It might have, she might have needed that at the time because she just lost her husband. Her children had just been split up and taken away. Her parents, her, her, you know, her mother had, has pretty much disowned her because of who she is. Uh, won't allow her kind of back in court. Has well, just married a dick. she knew that she was going to be just, a con, right? She knew that she was going to be mm, married to someone else if she didn't have it. If she didn't yeah. pick somebody now. So I do wonder if there is some truth in it because if if you've had a really shitty time and someone is kind to you, listen. If you were just married to someone like Megor, <laughs> yeah, and someone was nice to you, <laughs> and you're feeling like you're getting pressured to marry again, or you're going to be shoved into the hands mm-hmm. of someone else that you have no say over. Exactly. But that's exactly. kind of what I mean by I feel like she was like, well, he was nice to me and I need to marry now so that I don't get mm. married to a Baratheon. Yeah. So he'll do. God, that'd be awful. Also, it's a story as old as time. Every rom-com that you ever watch, every, I don't read romance novels, but I remember in Friends when, because Chandler's mum is a I romance writer. Yeah. Uh, well, and an erotica like, writer, really. <laughs> yeah. And there's always the nice guy who gets a hard done by. And I think, because there's always, there's the nice guy who's like the nice best friend, who's kind to the girl who's had a hard time with her shitty boyfriend, mm-hmm. but she kind of wants to go back to her shitty boyfriend in the end. And But maybe sometimes in the end she goes to the nice guy or whatever. And I wonder if it's a similar thing here. And she's just like, no, I'm just going to go with the nice guy because at least he's not a dick. And I really need to not have a dick in my life right now. Yeah, she really needed to not have any more dick in her life. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And she's probably like, I just don't want anyone else who's going to tell me what to do. Also, because he's nice, I can probably control him. Yeah. I'm I'm clearly the more dominant of the two. I can be who I want to be. He's not going to bother me. 
he's younger he kind of looks a, still a bit like a kid and I reckon he really looked up to her I reckon he saw her and thought wow she's a yes queen yeah <laughs> you know if he if he doesn't fit into gender norms and has never had that accepted by society and then she comes along and she doesn't fit into gender norms and she doesn't give no fucks I imagine that would have been a very attractive thing for him. He thinks, wow, here's this person just being who they are. And, you know, when you meet someone who's who's like a bit of a hero to you, you kind of go, wow, this is incredible. And she's going to marry me. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there were any conversations between the two of them or anything. Like, this is the stuff I wish we had a POV oh my God, from the so time. Cool. Just to know if there was any conversations yeah. between the two of them about the pretense of their marriage and... What, what it would mean you know what yeah. would happen were they i mean it's you know the, the always the question as a history student was like did they have sex like well you know what tell me the bedroom stories of their marriage i'm so curious <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know and they uh in fact do you think they had a fr- like in the show um rainera has a very frank discussion with what's his name Lenor Valarian Lenor yeah yeah to exactly. say That's basically meaning we yeah. can have our own lives I don't know if I don't know if they would have done because he I reckon he I think Andrew Farman maybe he didn't maybe she had to kind of break it to him gently I don't feel like he I don't feel like he's a Lenor you wouldn't be able to have no a I don't feel like he's a Lenor I don't know if I feel like I don't know if he's in the book no, I won't say it. I was going to say in the in the book, there's a, a good line that sort of describes Lenore, but we'll save that for when we actually get there yeah. in the book. But I can't imagine her being able to sit down and say, look, you you don't attract me and I don't attract you. or Because I think he probably was a bit attracted to her. Maybe. If he was gay, It's hard to picture not, someone not being isn't... attracted to Reina, as attracted to her as we are. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's impossible. I, maybe he was just attracted to her energy and the way she was. He, I think he was drawn to her. I don't know. I don't yeah. know if he... I don't, I don't... There's no point in this book where you get the impression that Andro had um, urges of any kind so i wondered if he was no. in the asex category and that felt safe possibly. for her after i have after put Magor, that down as a possibility but right? but there i think there is an event that will come up that i think shows us that maybe he did have some feelings i think he had feelings i just like i said like i think andrew's thing i think the thing to point out now while, while we're reading mm. about how he had all these you know, let's say failed potentials or whatever, just never, never fell into something is he doesn't ever, in my opinion, have a clear purpose or identity or anything driving him in his life at all. And so maybe when he met Reina, he thought, oh, I can at least be a consort. I'll have a place mm-hmm. at her side. But it's very quick. We learn that um, That's it is more possible that she married him because of who his sister was. We'll we'll get onto that. Mm-hmm. We'll get onto that. There's one thing I want to point out though that I made a note of very early on as we've just started. So, just in the second paragraph, it will be recalled that Queen Alyssa had been no more pleased by her eldest daughter's third marriage than by the one her son would soon make. Obviously, Jaharis, though Raina's marriage was of less consequence, and I've underlined. The bit that it says marriage, her marriage was of less consequence. And I thought, what? 
<laughs> I understand that Jaehaerys is the king. Yeah. But Reyna is the queen. <laughs> She's a fucking queen in her yeah. own right. Mm-hmm. And I don't... I think it's... I can't tell if it's a maester or did Alyssa say that? Who said? Because Reyna is a queen. She's an actual queen. She she has a claim to the throne. Some might but say she's not reigning. better than Jaehaerys. Jaehaerys is essentially she's not the reigning king. But she could, if she wanted to, make a claim Classic to the throne. She, Her yeah. husband is a is a king consort. He's, yeah. yeah. Well, he'd be a prince. Like, he'd be a consort. He'd be prince. Like... So if you look at English history, just recently, obviously, yeah. we had Queen Elizabeth. He was always mm-hmm. Prince Philip. He was never king because a king outranks a queen. Yeah. So her husband is not a king. He's he's the queen's consort. The queen's got, yeah. Well, he's whatever. He's the consort to the queen. So yes. Andrew Farman, believe it or not, it's sort of weird to think that the, the Farmans of the Fair Isle become part of the royal family, although they're never acknowledged particularly as such in fact i feel like the targaryens pretty much ignore their existence they do yeah yeah they do but i think that's i think that comes down to because reyna was so sort of discredited but that's just shit i just think it's shit it's a part of poo because Mm -hmm. she is a queen in her own right she could make a claim if she wanted to if she really wanted to go down that road She could make a claim to the throne of Westeros and be a thorn in Alyssa and Jaehaerys' side. Mm-hmm. And she could have brought all of the farmers with her to court if she'd wanted to. Yes. She could have had a part in ruling the kingdom. She could have asked for a seat on the council. This is kind of spoilery. Because... <laughs> Like, all that stuff doesn't happen. (laughs) We're just getting introduced to them. (laughs) No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, but to say that her marriage was of no consequence. Yeah. Well, I think it's just because she's not, she is, she is a queen, but she's not the ruling monarch. No, but she could have wanted to be, at this point, she could have said, I know that you're, because Jaehaerys is still in his regency, Mm -hmm. he's not come of age, so he doesn't, he's not even on the throne ruling. She could have said, I want to be a regent. You know, at this point, she could have taken herself, she could have got married to Andrew and said, we're going to go to court because I want to be a regent because I'm technically a queen and I want to, I want us to have a part in court life. And they're just very fucking lucky that Raina, that Raina didn't wanted want that. a part of that. Yeah. But she said and that. She, didn't. she said it early that this is why she left in the first place. She didn't want to be used as another court pawn. She was tired no. of court life. Um, no. But if she hadn't been, then then the Farmans would have had a... I mean, can you even... This, this is a what if. Like, what if she hadn't... If she had been intrigued by court life and wanted to come back to King's Landing after the coronation of Jaehaerys, because that's when she goes back to Fair Isle. Yeah. And if she decided to do that, then the Farmans would be a really important house in Westeros, if yeah. you think about the, the possible consequences for them. But what do you think? So they said that her marriage was of lesser consequence to Jaehaerys' marriage. So I guess my question is, uh, like, you're you're sort of refuting that. So if Jaehaerys had, which one do you think would have been more um, influential to the realm? Jaehaerys? Marrying his sister after everything that had just happened, or Jaehaerys marrying a lesser house. If it was Jaehaerys and not Reyna who had made this choice, I don't understand the question. What? So, <laughs> so you're, it says 
that her marriage was of lesser consequence. Mm. But I, so what I'm saying is, so Jaehaerys is, I think, even despite the fact that he's the king, mm. um, the fact that he married his sister is why it's of more consequence, right? Like even even if he wasn't the king, oh, even okay. if he was just a, another target. So even if he was just another Targaryen, I think that that would be that there's more consequences to his marriage. But being of consequence means importance, really. So it's saying Jaehaerys' marriage is more important than Rainer's marriage, and in a way, yes, it is, because they. I think a, I mean, said, arguably in several ways, your head. it is definitely more important. Because they put a, a crown because, on his head, not hers. Yeah, because he's the king, but also because he married his sister after what happened to Reyna and Aegon. Mm. Right, the consequence mm. has already been played out in what happened with Reyna and Aegon. So that's why that's why Alyssa sees it as more as you know a marriage of more consequences because she thinks that this is going to tell tear the realm apart again. You know, but I just feel like the, the meaning incest. of consequence here is not that there are consequences. The meaning of consequence here is importance. It's both. I think I'm... it's both. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think it's um, I think it's both. Either way, I think it's insulting to Raina. Yeah. Um and an interesting way to think of a what if to the realm. Could you imagine if we'd been reading A Song of Ice and Fire <laughs> and you know, anyway, I don't want to say too much because it gives it away, but the like the introduction of the Farmans to the family. Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> or yeah. anything like that so yeah so Irena just basically says he's kind to me and that's why she got married to him yeah and then it talks a little bit about how Andro's father had been kind to her too because they had given her refuge after the battle under the god's eye yeah where Aegon had been killed by Magor um and also all of I think it's that's when also the poor fellows and the warrior sons had been demanding like her capture because she'd married her brother and yeah, and, and their children pregnant. yeah and had babies. By Has then. she had yeah. the children by then? I think she had, hadn't she? I think I can't remember. I feel like they were born just before or just after he died, and she had twins just after he died. I know she I was pregnant when he went off she, to war. She she had oh, no, maybe. she had them when okay. they went off to war, and she stayed back with them, and mm-hmm. so I think the. War, the 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 warrior sons and all that thought that their children were abominations. Yes, and some people think that she married Andro. Andro, who's Andro? Andro, <laughs> just as as a kind of thank you for taking me in. Yeah, but then but then I think why would she not have married his older brother, the heir? Right, because he's a bit of a well. He's... It comes down to it, but he doesn't sound very nice. He doesn't like no. her for a start. Mm-mm. Why would she marry someone who doesn't like her? No, he thinks she's she's trouble. Her presence there is trouble. Mm. But it says that the Lord Farman's maester asserted another possibility. Mm-hmm. That it was actually, and I quote, the Queen found her true love on Fair Isle. Maester Smike, his name is Maester Smike. <laughs> Maester Smike wrote to the Citadel, not with Andrew, but with his sister, Lady Elissa. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Lady Elissa Farman. She is... Uh, please take note of this person's name. <laughs> it's the first time we really hear about her. Mm-hmm. And she's awesome and I love her. Yeah, she's great. She's mm-hmm. great. She's one of those people too. Uh, you see a few a few times in the story where like obviously house words are big in the mm-hmm. story. And Alyssa is one of those people who really embodies her house words. Oh my God. Like yeah. She is, if no one else in her family does, 
she does the the farm and housewares. Can I read this little bit? Because mm-hmm. I feel like it just is an amazing description of Alyssa Farman. Yeah. Um, three years Andrew's elder, Alyssa Farman shed her brother's blue eyes and long flaxen hair. But elsewise, she was unlike him as a sibling could be. Sharp of wit and sharper of tongue. <laughs> LOL. She loved horses, dogs and hawks. She was a fine singer and a skilled archer, but her great love was sailing. This is where you were about to say. Yeah. The wind our steed were the words of, farman, of the farmers of Fair Isle who had sailed the Western Sea since the Dawn Age and Lady Alyssa embodied them. As a child, it was said that she spent more time at sea than upon the land. Her father's crews used to laugh to see her climbing the rigging like a monkey. She sailed her own boat around Fair Isle at the age of four, four and ten. And by the time she was 20, she had voyaged as far north as Bear Island and as far south as the Arbor. Oft times, to the horror of her lord father and lady mother, she spoke of a desire to take a ship beyond the western horizon to learn what strange and wondrous lands might lie on the far side of the sunset sea. Mm-hmm. I think we just, that's her in a nutshell, it's really, It's great. Isn't it? And like, like, what better person to fall in love with a Targaryen dragon rider than someone who embodies mm-hmm. the words, the wind our mm-hmm. steed. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, Meant to be. <sighs> Yeah, like a yeah. power couple, totally yes, power couple. Yes, right. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just, just work. Those words are really. Um, I don't know what's the word. Like the wind, our steed. It's romantic, but it's just so noble and nothing. It's not pretentious. Like I don't like the Lannisters. Hear me roar. That just sounds dickish. Yeah. yeah, like the wind, our steed sounds like this. It's almost whimsical or something. Like it's yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Prettier strength to it. Yeah, strong, yeah. but but I don't know. It but noble makes you but, feel yeah. a movement, right? Yes, a bow, yeah, bow right. <laughs> no, come on, don't make that gross. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I live with like three like boys who talk about poop all the time. Oh my god! <laughs> Every mm. fucking conversation I what have at home is. <laughs> I think I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I need to be detoxed of this. Although I, Matt, Matt from Davos Fingers would appreciate that one. Oh my god! <laughs> um, the wind our steed makes Beth have a bowel movement. That's, oh my god! That's you know what? I, I'm meaning to have a talk about this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so sorry. It's just everything I end up fucking talking about at home. Like uh... Anything? How was your day? Poo poo. <laughs> just. You know, well, I'm, I'm going to make you an ice cream, mummy. What a flavour. Poo flavour. Oh, That's my God. Everything. That would be my nightmare. Please tell me. <laughs> cannot do that. Please tell me your children do this no. too. Oh, no. God. Everything. Every conversation. No. no. Yep. It's bodily fluid related in my house. So, the most we get is like when Loki farts, she giggles. But, um, <laughs> but oh, no. Man. And the child That's can't it. flush the toilet to save her life. So you know how regular she is. But otherwise... <laughs> But otherwise, the question is just who didn't flush the toilet? And that's all we make of it. We just don't. We just don't get in anything else. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Man, but Beth is blushing as well. She's like, because I don't talk about just... poop. 
please can we just change the subject we just Seth, change the please, subject please stop talking yes. about poop um i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> i lived with boys at university i was that like this was... is such a beautiful lie in the wind our steed it embodies movement and steph's like yes a bowel movement and i'm like oh great <laughs> <laughs> I'm so horrible. I know I'm a horrible person. I'm horrible. I'm terrible. I'm (laughs) headed to hell. Headed to. And I'll be tortured. And the thing is, there are times when I'm genuinely like, can we just stop talking about poop? I know. So be be the change you want to see in your life. I'll try. I'll try. I can't make any promises. It's it's like a reflex now. It's a reflex. <laughs> I've had so many years of this. So very many, many years of this. Like I li- like I said, I lived with boys at university and after that one of my my housemate was a doctor and she is a gastro specialist doctor and she just used to come and <laughs> tell me stories and then and then I now live with three other boys and two of them I gave birth to and poop and farts <laughs> is, and we, we can't forget about we, that oh comes up quite a bit too. Well, in that case, I'm kind of shocked you didn't change the wind our steed to something else with wind. I know. And I was feeling like it was a lost opportunity for me. I feel yeah, like I might go I back and edit it and add, a, add in some wind our steed jokes. But it is a beautiful, it, it, they are beautiful house words. They're, they're stunningly beautiful. I love them. Yeah. And I will not say any more poop. <laughs> I can't, actually, I can't make promises. I don't want to make promises I can't keep. No, don't. Don't. Because I also teach my children that, that you shouldn't say, you shouldn't, you shouldn't say make promises. You know, yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. It's anyway. True. Um, anyway. Lady Alyssa. Lady Alyssa, um, we learn that she had been betrothed, but um, scared men away. Twice. So she does have that yes. in common with Raina a bit. Yes. Not that Raina scared men that she was betrothed to away. She was kind of forced into marriage, but you kind of get the same impression. Yeah. They're both very, very strong-willed women. I know that they get married young in Westeros, but being betrothed age 12 is icky. Margaret Beaufort gave birth at age 12 to Henry Tudor. I know. I know. Yeah. Which is... Oh, and it ruined her. That's why she couldn't have children ever again. Like she was obviously, yeah. Her hips were not. Can you imagine? Twelve years old. Good God. God. Anyway, but they liked each other. Raina Targaryen. She had a like-minded companion, and so together with Elaine Royce and Samantha Stokeworth, if we remember those, they had come to Fair Isle for the wedding. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Dear, dear friends and favorites of Raina. Yep. AKA former mistresses of. Or or. You know, maybe not former. Maybe not former. Maybe well, not I've former. written the polycule get together. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, maybe Sorry. they're just yeah. To get so yeah. together with Elaine Roy, Samantha Stokeworth, two they so they're two of Raina's oldest friends. They became nigh inseparable. A court within the court. That's Sir Franklin Farman. So that's the elder brother of Andrew. Sir mm-hmm. Franklin Farman. Mm-hmm. He called them the four-headed beast. I hate that so much. I hate it. I think I've written something like it's just really dismissive and shitty. Like, oh, women together. Oh, it's the four-headed beast. Oh, you know what women are like when they get together. Mm -hmm. It's just, I really don't like Franklin Farman at all. Me neither. And I will will get into my reasons. I don't like him either. It reminds me, though, of her little court within a court of, like, Catherine de' Medici. 
and her like oh, yeah. her court of women and teach and, us beth teach teach well, i don't know people. a lot about it actually maybe maybe some listeners know more i i uh, only know a very little bit about her but she was a strong she was married to uh i don't know one of the henrys in france she they their son was married to mary queen of scots he was her first mm-hmm. husband the dauphin francis yes so but she she had a court of women within her court she they were known to actually she had spies she was one of the first probably one of the first major maybe not first but women to have such a big like she would place women in particular places to learn secrets of the men so they would do um sex work for information and stuff like that right because wow. people didn't suspect them so much so to me when i hear yeah. like little birds even later in this minor spoiler mm-hmm. for later in the series to me that's mm-hmm. what her court was her little her women there yeah. was a word for them she had a she had a also, name for them that's not coming to me there's but. a spoilery thing with um what happens in the riverlands and mm-hmm. people but anyway yeah 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 so that's that's what they remind me of though is Catherine yeah. Court. That's very mm. cool. But I really hate that phrase, the four-headed beast. I think it's really I hate it. Yeah. Shitty. Did you watch The Witcher, the newest season of The Witcher? Yes, I did. So do you know the body? Oh, the four-headed that's what, beast. So we just oh. finished watching The Witcher, and that's what I was thinking of, is that female body form with this. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, that is gross. Yeah. That was real. I found that. I have a very high tolerance for grossness. Mm-hmm. that one i covered my eyes tested too. me it was it, too it was gross like especially with the disembodied heads dangling down but people who haven't seen the witcher won't know what we're talking about sorry yeah, <laughs> yeah. so andro was allowed to join the ladies from time to time mm-hmm. but he but it says but never so often to, as to be taken for a fifth head <laughs> no but most importantly maybe to their relationship the most important sign is it doesn't seem like he ever flew with her no, he he never. She was never. She never took him flying on the back of Dreamfire, mm-hmm. but she did take Alyssa, Elaine, and Sam. Yeah, but yeah. it does add that it's possible she did invite him, but he only declined because he says he was not of an adventurous disposition. How do you marry Reyna Targaryen and not have an adventurous disposition of some kind? Well, I think we we've discussed possibly why he married mm-hmm. her and why she married him. Yeah. But I don't know if that's just a as as this book would say a calumny, because I feel like that's just a really bitchy comment. Like, oh, he probably just didn't even want to go because he's like a dull, boring, dull person. Yeah, yeah, it's not very just fair. an added bitchy comment. But I think I just think it's a good line, a good way for that line shouldn't even really be there. But it's like it just defines their relationship so well. He. He had he had a place at her side, but never really at her side. No, no. In that way, like so the, there's no intimacy. To me, that says there's no intimacy there. In fact, this has just made me think of something. Hmm. So, you know how we're saying we think that Fire and Blood may have been written by more than one person. Mm-hmm. So, what if this is just? <laughs> I've got an image of my in my head of a little acolyte somewhere having to write shorthand while a bunch of maesters sit around and spill the tea about the Targaryen history. And it's just the acolyte's job just to write down what they say and put it in. And they're they're actually just really bitchy maesters. And they're like, because the way it's written is like, in fairness, it is more than possible that she invited him, but he's just like, shit, you know, he's so like boring. <laughs> it just, it comes across like a real bitchy, like, uh, did you know that actually well I heard that blah, 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 blah. you can't see but I'm doing behind my hands talking yes, very I just can see them sitting together smoking their pipes 
and going, oh my God. And then did you hear blah, 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 blah about Raina? And did you know that? I just, I don't know. In my head, I can see a poor little acolyte trying to keep up. Trying to write everything down. Yeah. Are you getting all this, darling? These guys are bitchy. (laughs) Let's write it. Yeah. Let's write it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But there's trouble brewing. So mm-hmm. she's she's got all her friends there. She's taking them out and dragging them back, going, "Wee, yeah!" But there's trouble in um, what's Paradise. that? They got trouble down in Zuda City. We got trouble. That's a song from a musical. I don't know. Oh, that's why I don't know. I don't. I don't do okay. music. We got trouble down here. We got trouble. Someone will know. Trouble in Paradise. It's so they're comfy, cozy, pretty much. While Mark Farman is is the head of Fair Isle, mm-hmm. right? He, he yeah. likes her there. He's honored by her presence. Franklin, the eldest son, is not. Does not he does not so like that. You, you can guess what happens next. Yeah. You don't have to because we've read it, but you can guess that. And also there were some, still in the island themselves, some, some poor fellows still, like mm-hmm. not official poor fellows who didn't like that she was given sanctuary there because they obviously still thought of her marriage to Egon as incestuous and wrong. And there's a dragon on the isle. Mm-hmm. And dragons get bigger and they need more food. And yeah. Uh, yeah. there is a preacher. Some people liked it and they're like, oh, yay, we've got a dragon of our own. But there was a preacher kind of preaching like, what does he say? Something like, "Sumably overrun with dragons and it will eat men and cows and sheep. And yeah. he called for a dragon slayer to come and get rid of Dreamfire. And Lord Farman sent forth knights to seize the man and silence him, but not before thousands had heard his prophecies about this evil dragon that's going to come for us all. Yeah. And I have lots of things I want to talk about with that one in the spoiler section. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Me too. Spoiler section. But but it does. It just sort of lends back into that whole fire consumes. and uh, Yes. And people but, are terrified and- of, like, dragons you know yes yeah and not for no reason i mean they they saw Mm. the fight with magor and aegon and you know everything that magor did with his dragon you know it was Mm. it was bad Mm. and dragons are hard to to upkeep as they've said so it makes sense that Mm. on this little island of fair isle where they're they don't have a lot and there's this dragon eating everything in sight yep it could get dicey it could get dicey there exactly Mm. and then we hear about Raina's nemesis, <laughs> yes. um, who I just love. So, oh, I don't love, I just love that she's got a nemesis. <laughs> so yes. this is Sir Franklin, who had fought for Aegon underneath mm-hmm. the God's Eye, yes. but he had been, he had taken a wound and his grandfather had died there. I think a brother, I want to say a brother. Oh yeah, no, an uncle. So his grandfather and an uncle had died there. Yeah, and and they fought for them because they were wards of of House Lannister, right? And the House Lannister yes. was housing um, the Targaryens at the time. Like mm, that. Mm. It's just a context. yeah. And Franklin had to bring their corpses back home, which was probably not a particularly lovely job. That was not no. nice. But this is where uh, he loses me. So he feels like Rayna didn't show enough remorse for all the grief that <laughs> she had brought she personally she did it brought this yeah it was she all did her it mm-hmm. yeah not magor not people warring but reina did it and yeah. she didn't show enough grief she wasn't grieving enough yeah 
for him for his liking he wanted Ugh. more she he needed her to like maybe tear her clothes a bit i think yeah yeah rend her garments and kiss his feet and, and yeah things. yeah yeah um and bow all. down to him yeah yeah exactly. yeah yeah all very rational things to ask of a person who had been through what she had been through with the death of her husband and then you know being mm-hmm, raped by mm-hmm, magor mm-hmm. and all those things those yeah, yeah 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 but he, but she's not showing enough grief she's not showing enough she's also not showing him enough gratitude personally for everything that he's done he wants more gratitude um Mm -hmm. and as the not a lord of fair isle who clearly doesn't want her there she doesn't show him enough gratitude she's not showing franklin enough gratitude for everything he's done for her her. Uh, yeah and he doesn't like her friendship with Alyssa because he thinks she's encouraging her to be wild and gay you know herself just herself just be just herself. herself yeah and he yeah, thinks she. that she'd be as queen as a queen she should be making her in and joining her and saying you need to get married and have mm-hmm. babies and do your yeah. duty to your house i mean it's done such enriching things for for her own life reina's own life that she's definitely definitely mm. going to encourage all of her female yeah. friends to do it too no he yeah and he also really resents i hate using this term but the four-headed beast because they have become an important part of castle life and pushed as he feels lord farman and himself franklin farman to one side as well and he doesn't like that uh because lots of people were visiting people would come and visit fair isle but they'd come Mm. to visit reyna but of course you would she's the fucking queen and she's got a fucking dragon you know like you wouldn't necessarily come and visit Fair yeah. for Lord Varman, no. you would go and see the Queen. He has what I would call, uh, it's a medical term, small dick syndrome. Yeah, I would call it patriarchy syndrome. Yes. yeah, Patriarchy, small dick. He he basically, he wants her to be more sorry and more grateful and more of a lady. Yes, he wants her to fall down into that woman's role that she is clearly yeah. not settling into. Women, women are supposed to be apologetic and grateful for everything mm-hmm. a man does. Uh, but and, to, and I think one of the things that we life. need to point out is like Targaryen women are not like that. They're they're no. just not. And also Reyna, we've talked a little bit before. Like was she uh, not neurotypical, and therefore she may not show grief in the same way, or she may just she, be socially she's shy yeah. and socially awkward. Mm-hmm. She's not. But she was also be... Reyna has been traumatized. She has been abused mm-hmm. in many ways. Yes. And yeah. I'm not even talking like just the basic ways that women have been abused in Westeros by the patriarchy. I'm talking mm. about you were married to Magor Targaryen. You mm-hmm. were abused. Yep. So I don't know if you can tell, but I don't really like Franklin Farman. But so it didn't really matter because Franklin Farman wasn't in charge. Mark no. Farman was in charge and he loved his daughter, even though she was you know, not exactly feminine and getting married. And he loved his son, even though he was maybe a bit too feminine. Yeah. <laughs> Gender swapped children. Mm-hmm. So it was fine. He loved his children. He did. And he loved Raina because she loved them too. Yeah. Really? You know, he took, she'd married Mar- uh, Mark. No, she'd married Andro. She'd, she clearly loved, loved Alyssa. Mm-hmm. So that was fine until something terrible happened. Yeah. Until Mark, Mark, mysteriously died at dinner he choked he did choked on a fishbone according to the book but according i kind of wonder if franklin wasn't trying to speed up the process i wondered the same mm-hmm. because it says he choked to death on a fishbone at the age of six and forty yeah and pretty young yeah that is young and 
yeah, seems a little bit. It reminds me of another place where somebody chokes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at a dinner. Yes. T- at a dinner. In general, um, we will learn relatively soon that the farm and family are not afraid of poison, so it wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Yes, this was our just little first dabble in that. First dabbling. Mm-hmm. So Franklin became the Lord of Fair Isle, and basically he wasted no time at all. He didn't even wait till the day after his father's funeral. It was the day, the day of his funeral. He calls Raina to her to his great no, hall on the day after. Was it the day after? Oh, well, no, on the, the day story. after his father's. So he funeral. waited one whole day. One okay, whole day. <laughs> I can't read. Twenty-four hours after his dad was in the ground, Raina was. Yes fucking out of there. Raina was, was summoned booted. to him. You are not wanted here, he told her. You are not welcome here. Take your dragon with you and your friends and my little brother who would surely pish his, pish? Pish his breeches because she actually talks like this. He would piss his breeches if he were made to stay but do not presume to take my sister. She will remain here and she will be wed to a man of my choosing. Franklin had a big problem with his sister being gay. Yes. Yeah. A tiny, tiny dick. Yeah. But he's one of those people who clearly like blames Raina for Alyssa being gay. Like she wasn't gay the yeah. whole time when yeah. she was scaring her other husband's Raina away. Raina tricked her. her other Raina away. tricked her into she being gay. She tricked her. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. She she did a little dance like a like a sexy boogie for her and she was yeah. like I think I might actually like <laughs> women now yeah she was never gay before that no another so Maester Smike gets it I think Maester Smike is I think he's another one of these bitchy maesters because he's just like he he's already said we can pretty much assume that all the maesters are bitchy maesters yeah bitchy maesters but he's like she's not into Andrew she's into Alyssa and now he gets it right again. Franklin Farman doesn't lack for courage, but he lacks for sense. He has no sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he it says he just didn't realise how close he stood to death at that point. Apparently, Maester Smike wrote, I could see the fire in her eyes. And for a moment, I could see Fair Castle burning, the white towers blackening and collapsing into the sea as flames leapt from every window and the dragon wheeled about again and again. Could you imagine seeing Raina's fury? Yeah. <laughs> could you could pick just like the yeah. fury of Raina? Would you find it sexually exciting or terrifying? Both. <laughs> Everything. All, all of it. it. I want it all. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> I'd be afraid, but I'd probably also be a little wet. Just saying. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> which is not the best surely that's the best of all combinations anyway, so. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, yeah. but she's like fuck this noise but she also I think Raina also like she hated she probably would have killed Franklin on the spot mm-hmm. but I don't think she would have burned Fair Isle I think that's an over exaggeration I no, think that she no. she has very fond memories of Fair Isle she actually greatly respects the family so I don't think she actually would have burned Fair Isle and no. everybody there to the ground. It just would have been, she definitely could have, if looks could kill, um, Franklin would have been yeah. dead on the spot. Also, she's not, a, like, she's not a, like, she might have a dragon. She's not Megor. You don't just burn things because you're like, I've had a bad day. Yeah. Like, bitches don't just be crazy. You don't just have a bad day and go, right, I'm going to burn everything. No. Like, women can control themselves. Yeah. Even when they're, even when someone's being a prick. 
You yeah. don't, she's not going to press In the fact, nuclear option. We're better at it than most men because we're so <laughs> used to dealing Having with people being that. pricks to us. Yes. So sometimes when it's extreme, like it was in this case where Franklin was being like yeah. an absolute utter dick, it takes yeah. a little bit more to bite mm-hmm. your tongue and not say something. But yeah. we're quite used to it. She left Feral that very night for Casterly Rock upon Dreamfire. She did. Not but... before telling her husband and companions to follow her by ship. Mm-hmm. With all those who might love me. And he... <laughs> Andro flushed with anger and offered to face his brother in single combat. I've written LOL. <laughs> I know. He would cut you to pieces, my love, she told him. And were I to be thrice widowed, more importantly, were I to be thrice widowed, men would name me a witch or worse and hound me from Westeros. <laughs> yep. And she knew that the Lannisters had sheltered them before, so she was hoping that they'd shelter them again. Yeah. And so they, they left. So Andrew Farman, Sam Stokeworth, Elaine Royce... And uh, set out to follow the next morning. And this is a really awesome scene and I'm really fucking excited. Mm-hmm. They had more than 40 of the Queen's friends, servants and hangers on. And guess who was with them? Bum, bum, bum. Alyssa. Alyssa Farman. Yeah. She said, I'm coming with you. I'm not fucking staying here. Mm-hmm. She had her nope. ship, which I think has the best name ever. The Maiden's Fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that sounds like, but it's like um I'm I'm sailing on the maiden's fancy right now. It just sounds sounds like the feeling you have after a really good orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> not if you're a maiden. Oh, yeah. Maybe not. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's not true. You, right. can, you can have sex or you can still have an orgasm and be a maiden. That's true. You can't true. have sex. She's... Have an orgasm. Oh, I'm just riding on the maiden's fancy right now. Uh so it, she had her ship ready. But Sir Franklin was waiting. He's like, oh, no, uh, uh. You knew. can go, good riddance, he said. Yep. Off you fuck. But his sister was going to stay here because she needs to be married. We need to marry the gay out of her. If she just tries one penis, she'll change forever. I don't know if you know that about gay yeah, women. Yeah, that is, that is All they works. need is yeah. to have a good fuck with a cock. And that's mm-hmm. that's what happens. Um, it's true. It's true story, that. Yeah. Yeah. So Franklin would hope. But he only brought, what was it, half a dozen men with him? Mm-hmm. And yeah. he seriously misjudged, as it says here, how much the small folk loved her and all the people who'd worked with her on ships. Like, everyone loved Alyssa. Sailors, shipwrights, fisher folk, and loads of other people. Like, they did not like him, but they loved her. Yeah. And they'd known her since she was little. And she, I love this. She spat defiance at him, demanded that he get out of her way. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tell him. The, a, an angry crowd gathered and he had just no idea. He's like completely oblivious to this. He's like got his six men. <laughs> I'll get you. You're my pretty. And he's yeah. a little dark too. But that's when they seized him. They, all the people like rushed at him and overwhelmed them they couldn't even draw their blades it's just a badass moment like this is the power of the people man you get the people to love you and they will do this and that's a theme that comes up a lot in a saga by some fire is and here obviously i mean yeah this this for the first time really in a way is the small folk standing up for reyna as well right it's for Alyssa Mm -hmm. to go and be with reyna so it's the first time probably the small and we know what happens when the small folk doesn't Mm. support you reyna's seen it so 
Raina's not there to see this, but I think it would have been really cool if she was to actually see the small folk stand up for her crew. It's good. But I I think it's it's a theme of the stories, though, as well. Like, do you get your people to love you or to fear you? And I feel like Visenya and Rainey's embodied one of each. So everyone would fear Visenya and the people would would love Rainey's. Mm -hmm. But Visenya lost. Her line was gone and it's Rainey's line that continues. Yeah. Although, unfortunately, because Rainey's dies so early in the story, we don't really get to hear more about that. Yeah. And I think this is a really good example of Alyssa got people she she uh what's the word I'm looking for like she en- engendered love amongst the people that she met she got people on board people really liked her and when the chips they were respected down, her they too stood up right her. she she yeah. worked with them she was i mean yeah. of her brothers of of all mm. of those kids she was mm. the one on the boats with them sailing mm. and mm. adventuring yeah so it yeah. was like they through that they kind of, they knew her they knew her you know where she, she was like family to them all yeah. wasn't she yeah. she kind of came down off her high lord pedestal and was among the people and yes. wasn't afraid to be with the people. Yeah. And it wasn't just for show. It was because no. she genuinely loved it. And they she genuinely that. loved it. They yeah. knew her. They knew her. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sort of the disdain that a lot of the high lords have for the small folk. I mean, I feel so sorry for the small folk in A Song of Ice and Fire. They have the shittest time. No one yep. gives a shit about them. And it's it's really you can see what happens when someone is genuinely involved in their lives. And I, that's mother, more reasons why I really love Alyssa Farman is because she wasn't just a cool character. She's, she's a, like, she just seems like a brilliant, lovely person. I just think she's awesome. Yeah. I like her. (laughs) I love that. What happened? So all, so the, (laughs) the six men that Lord Farmer, sorry, Mark, no, wait, which Farman? Franklin Franklin Farman. Franklin. He took six men with him. Three were shoved off in the docks, uh, off the docks into the water, and he himself was thrown into a ship's hold full of freshly caught cod. Yep. Get into the fish you go. Swim with the fishes. Yeah. I love it. It's great. Yeah. It sort of makes me think of, you know, Back to the Future when they end up with the manure. The manure. Yes. Yep. Yes. I love it. That's great. Yeah. So the Queen's friends boarded the Maiden's Fancy. Sounds wrong again. (laughs) untouched an untouched maiden's fancy just right sounds right right to me sounds right and they set sail for lannisport and of course that's when they were met with by the lannisters so yeah so i've written a note here and i was like what have i written there just reading it (laughs) what did i I say what did i say so they were met um by lyman lannister trying to think of the wife is she jocasta jocasta yeah she was from house tarbeck Mm mm-hmm and the four-headed dragon got there and a whole stable was given to Dreamfire and they were given like a lavish party, weren't they? Mm-hmm. And they were given regally appointed suite of apartments. Now, deep inside the bowels of the rock, safe from any harm, see, I would absolutely fucking hate to be deep inside a rock. I, if there is no natural light, I'd be really claustrophobic. Yeah, I couldn't do it either. I wouldn't like it. I, but no. I think it was just to show protection after... I know, you know, she was so... open and very seen and very present on Fair Isle and it didn't sit well with people. So this is them saying mm. she's 
safe and secure and, and tucked away and she has her her court mm. and they're protected yeah. in England Even so, in Casterly Rock. Yeah. Castle Rock no, is I a agree weird with castle. you. Just the representation, like, I think, is yeah, it is. You're that. right. You're right. And even like in Henry VIII's court, the further inside you were in Hampton Court Palace, so they've got all these uh, courtyards. Mm-hmm. So there's sort of like three courtyards, and you come into the first one, and if you're in that one, you're kind of like a low lord or kind of a sir or something. But mm-hmm. the, if you the further you go in to the castle, the closer you were to the king. So if you weren't important enough, you weren't admitted to certain parts of the castle right yeah so it's kind of a bit like that but at least you had a fucking window yeah <laughs> like, I know. well even out. in the tower of london oh. it's sort of but yeah. it, it has that ominous feeling of mm. you know you could you hear the stories about the princes in the tower right and how they're seen yeah. through the windows yeah. and then suddenly they're oh. moved more into the bowels of the tower and then they just completely so to oh, me this sort shivers. of gives both That's... of those vibes like yeah the, yeah I love the story of the princes in the tower. Oh, it's my it's, one of my favorite mysteries yeah. from history. Yeah. yeah, I love it. It's really interesting. It's creepy. I've just got goosebumps creepy. from the creepiness of it. I was telling, I've been watching, do you know, um, the history, you probably have been to all of them, but the history of British castles or something like that on Netflix yeah. with Dan Jones. Have you watched that? Oh, yeah. I've watched a bit of it. Yeah. It's good. I like it a lot, of course, because I'm mm. uh, obviously obsessed with history. But my oldest, she's 10, Thor, she is like obsessed with history, too. Oh, and so we've been at nighttime, uh, Loki goes to bed before she does. So I try and find something that's interesting for both of us to watch. So I've been putting mm-hmm. that on and oh, it's cool. gruesome a bit, right? Mine. It's very history. Yeah. But she yeah. eats it up. She was like, when they, they were, he was talking about the tower, he was, you know, going yeah. through the stuff with the princes, her eyes got wider and wider. <laughs> they that's disappeared, so cool. mom. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder if we could get that. It's still on British Netflix because British Netflix is shit. So. Canadian Netflix isn't great either, but but this one it's there. There's two seasons of it. It's good. I like it a lot. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I can watch that with my my mm-hmm. my ones. Summer probably not Shaggy Dog. He's a bit young. Yeah, I wouldn't watch it with Loki either. She, she's mm-hmm. six, but uh, and she has nightmares. But Thor's yeah. Thor's more. She reads more mature content too, so she's good for it. Anyway. Mm. Out anyway, of the bowels of Casterly Rock. <laughs> out of the bowels of Casterly Rock. I'm not gonna make a bowels joke. See, That's <laughs> I, know, I was like, literally, I walked into that one. So if you say something, <laughs> I, I asked for I'm it. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say anything. I can see on your face you're like, I'm really tired of this now. Please stop making. <laughs> stop it. Stop. Just I'm. I literally I'm handed that stuff. one to you on the silver platter, <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't rise to it. I didn't rise to your bowels. So I, I left them. Good. I love. I love this bit. Um, I think this is where we get just some juicy plat. So they've obviously had like a big party at the Lannisters and the Lannisters mm-hmm. are like lavishing them with like gold toilets to sit on and gold plates to eat off and here's a golden bed and you can have whatever you want and just take my bed and just, you know what I mean? Like over the top. Oh, I don't need to eat food. You just eat my food, whatever, blah, blah. You know, like that over the top yeah. hosting. But something i think Raina's spidey sense starts to go off here she's tingle, like tingle 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 yeah. tingle 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 because i think she's figured out that the maids the bed maids and servants were actually spies and tattles and they were spying for lady and lord lannister one of the castle scepters rude asks samantha stokeworth whether the queen's marriage to Andrew Farman had ever been consummated. 
mm-hmm. a little bit forward there. So that's yep. a bit much. Just a bit. Uh, which reminds me of like a parallel to what's going on with Jaehaerys and Alisan and uh, what's his name? Rogar and Rogar. Doodads. How can we annul this marriage? Yeah. Really, like obsession with has like has her you know obviously her, she's got no maiden head anymore but you know have they this obsession with have they fucked yet <laughs> you know, i know have they done it yes yeah uh and meanwhile whilst the sept is asking sam stokeworth have they done it yet funny thing that tyler hill hmm. lord lyman's comely bastard son who's very openly scornful of Andrew, he suddenly starts um, regaling her with tales of things he's done, exploits at the battle beneath the gods, I showing her scars. Like, look at my scar on my face, and here's my bicep. And, mm-hmm. oh, have you seen how good I look in this light? Mm, look at me. Yeah, he we suddenly... talked about the Brorathians, but this is a pretty yes. good, this is a pretty good Bro Lannister right here. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And he keeps talking about how he got the scars taken in service to her Aegon. And then, weirdly, uh, Lord Lyman Lannister starts becoming very interested in the three dragon eggs that the Queen had brought from Fair Isle that Dreamfire had laid. Just, it's like, hmm. out of, just apropos of nothing, I would like hmm. to know more about the dragon eggs. Every day he wants to know more information. And yeah. even Lady Jocasta, I mean, the balls. I mean, I've written here the brass neck of these people. <laughs> she says, maybe that one of the eggs would make a fine gift, should her grace wish to thank them for their hospitality. Like a fucking dragon egg. Yeah. Like, that is not just a thank you for your hospitality. Yeah. Like, you give them a bot. Thanks for your hospitality. Here's a bottle of wine. You don't give them a fucking dragon egg. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little more than a bottle of wine since she's like, you know, overtaking yeah, their yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't know that it, like, you know, here is a, the key here is to her family's thing. power is what you're yeah. going to give as a thank yeah. you gift. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Do you think they could have hatched one? Do you think there's no, something I... in the Targaryen blood? Like, I'm so curious about how the magic of it all, you know? What do you think who would have hatched one? Like, if she had gifted them a dragon egg and left, it would never do you think hatched. the Lannisters could no. have hatched it? You don't think no. so? You think it has no. to be linked to Targaryen yes. blood? I do. I do. I believe it's in, all in the blood of the dragon. Okay. But that is a whole other podcast. <laughs> that's yeah. like, I could talk about that for That's hours. a bonus <laughs> episode somewhere down the line. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like several bonus episodes. That's Yeah. That's uh, That would be... Uh, I'd need a couple of hours. I'm picturing Steph's brain as that gif <laughs> of that guy with the spider chart behind him. Yes, that's me. Like, <laughs> That's you. Yeah. I've actually... You can't see it, but it's actually on my wall over there. Just how does yeah. this work, and what yeah. what? Needs it's your to secret wall when when the when the green <laughs> one is turned around. Yeah, exactly. I I actually have a book, and I press the book in, and our wall turns around. There and, it is. Um, yes, I there knew it. it is. I knew it. Yeah, yeah. If you actually knew that the room right behind there is actually a toilet, so it's not <laughs> even better. It's just a toilet. <laughs> It's like Indiana um, Jones in the fireplace. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> except it's yeah. just Steph and her toilet of doom or whatever that sounds awful (laughs) no it's not a toilet of doom but i love the idea i've got like in my in my i go to the loo and then i'll add to my little like charts of which crazy theory goes here i don't i don't often (laughs) tote harry potter but there was a secret entrance in a loo in harry potter so if it's true the chamber oh yeah oh yeah there's actually a couple of seat entrances in a toilet in um 
the Order of the Phoenix. That's how you get into the, the staff entrance to the ministry. Yes, the ministry. You flush yourself down the yeah. toilet. Yeah. So I'm just That's saying, you, you know, you could refer to your bathroom as the Chamber of Secrets, and it could be <laughs> oh, where you God. keep your, your Targaryen genealogy chart. <laughs> I'm just going to the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> Sorry, that's not. You wanted me to stop talking about toilets. Um, Speaking of terrible people, the Lannisters, um, they were very clearly weren't just like grasping. They, it was becoming that they people thinking maybe if they she hadn't consummated things with Andrew Farman, could Tyler Hill? I mean, a bastard. I mean, come on. I mean, I don't really care about bastardy. But in this society, they're like, my bastard son could marry Queen Rhaena. Yeah, it's interesting because I wonder if they somehow see a, a noble bastard as more of more value than a noble second mm. son of a lesser house. Like, I wonder what the... Maybe. They see this as an equivalent if she would marry this guy. Obviously, she would marry anybody mm. of noble blood. Who knows? But he has yeah, true-born un- sons. Unlikely. It mentions he true-born does. sons. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they were ugly. I'm not sure, but Lannisters are like famously hot, aren't they? They're also yeah. I think they're beautiful. they're a, a pretty family for the most part, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. I looked up quite a lot about the Lannisters for this, which I'm going to talk about in the spoiler section. So okay. I'm Lannistered out. <laughs> but it feels very much like what Rogar tried to do as well, right? It was a grasp for power. We want to marry both both what he was doing with Jaehaerys and Alysanne, yeah. but also what he would have done with Rhaena had she not married Andro. Mm. She was just out of his reach, but it's like she's literally sitting here in their castle. Yeah, she's. They him. wanted it's... to be the second house in the realm because mm-hmm. if they marry, oh, yeah. if they married into the Targaryens, it says here they'd be up past the high towers, the Baratheons and the Valarians, which is interesting. Thinking of that is that's the that's the order of houses mm-hmm. that we have. Yeah, and they'd also they're hoping for to be dragon riders of their own, which is. Well, I think I brought up last time that thinking, isn't it weird that she's married Andro and technically if they had children, they could be drag... So farmers farmers from nowhere could Mm -hmm. be dragon riders all of a sudden. I think I'd rather the farmers were dragon riders than the Lannisters, but that's just because I don't like Lannisters. (laughs) Yeah. Could you imagine? Could you even imagine... <laughs> what it would be. The Farmans like initially took her, took Raina in, and it felt very altruistic. And then she moves mm. over to the Lannisters, and it feels the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's I think normal to, yeah, uh, you know, have the, the Farmans had had that. We would have been happy for them, but the Lannisters, it feels mm. grasping. And Raina's and wise. Raina understands this, so she's mm-hmm. like the Lannisters were kings once. He smiles, but he was raised on the tails of the field of fire. He will not have forgotten. Yeah. So. And she also knew her history, the history of the freehold of Valyria, writ in blood and fire. We cannot remain here, she confided to her dear companions. Yeah. I find that a very cryptic thing. She knew her history well, she, for the history of the freehold of Valyria was written in blood and fire. We I, I feel like that's a very cryptic line. I agree. I felt that as well. Like, why is that included in there? Mm-hmm. I, I can't if I wonder if it was ideas. kind of like a threat like if they push mm. this this is what I will resort to yeah you know they know She's their like, ancestry if they push me mine. any further I will burn them down I will burn them down <laughs> basically yeah, we better go down. I don't want to light our hopes on fire yeah. yeah like when you do with your kids when you go I'm just going to walk out and take a take a breath yeah breathe for 10 seconds before I 
lose my shit. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they've asked something 10,000 fucking times. Yeah. And that's then suddenly off we fuck. We're not with Raina anymore. We've just had that little detour. Just boom, we're off. And now we're back to King's Landing and Dragonstone. We don't really find out why we went to Raina. <laughs> Such a weird chapter. We just popped to It is Raina. weird. I, I do wish that they had just done a Raina chapter and then mm. a Jaehaerys and Elisand chapter and not like interspersed them. Because it's, I find it complicated for the context of... It's probably like how we talk, though. We're all, like, off on a diversion. <laughs> this is why I think it's just Mace's having it. They were doing a Possible. podcast, and this is the transcription <laughs> of a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so they suddenly started talking about Raina, and then they stopped talking about Raina. Uh, and now they're talking about the Chamber of Secrets for some reason. Um, and, <laughs> I, I, and this poor little acolyte's just scribing it all down, like, okay, I'm just writing okay. down everything they've said. <laughs> okay. There's no structure to this story whatsoever. No. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, listeners. No structure. And now we go to King's Landing and Dragonstone where we talk about one of the sexiest topics of all time. Beth, do you know what that sexy topic is? Begins with a T. (laughs) My brain was like, almost said something, but I stopped myself. Just say it. Say it. (laughs) What are we going to (laughs) say? Treasury. No. (laughs) <laughs> no well actually it is, it the is treasury. what we talk about it is tax T-A-X. oh yes that one yeah i would have said titties but <laughs> let's talk about tax baby yeah. <laughs> um let's talk about coins and treats yes the coffers of king's landing were fucking empty there was nothing yep. there they had no money why did they have no money problem. king magor spent it on wars yeah, but Spent also it. because then they wanted to have big, elaborate, fancy pants weddings. Oh like yeah, the Mega, and they had the huge wedding, the golden the wedding, golden wedding, um, so. which ruined them as well. And the coronation, don't forget yeah. about that. They had yeah. that. That was a big fancy pants. Mega had tried to raise taxes, but it just pissed everybody off, mm-hmm. as raising taxes tends to do, as it does. And Rogar wanted to to finish building the dragon pit. I don't know why he gave a shit about having a dragon pit. I was thinking that area. too. What you, he just wanted something like a legacy, like I did this. But yeah, but yeah I built like, that. Yeah, I did this. And so they, yeah, I mean, it's not a very interesting topic. It's just tax. But they needed money because, unfortunately, a, and a big part of all of the Song of Ice and Fire running in the background is what what does the realm do when it's run out of money? Mm-hmm. They had. Lord Celtigar of the two, like useless daughters, Chinless, he had been uh, daughters. Yeah. yeah, he had been Hand of the King under crawl, and he had been shit. He was shit at that. So they thought, let's see if he's any good at money, and it turns out he was shit at that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking yep. useless. Yep. He was a coward, or maybe had conservative mm-hmm. values. I'm not sure, but he didn't want to offend the lords, and he decided to put taxes on the small folk. People famous for having loads of money. Yeah, I know. It's the worst. They're eating their very balls relative of brown. to what is happening. Very relatable. Yeah, <laughs> very relatable. <laughs> so they were very easy to. It was just the King's Landing people as well. Like the were some of the poorest people in the Westeros who were literally eating rats. Literally, and like <laughs> had already had their houses burned down. Several yeah. years, what fights, wars happening in front of their yeah. house down the road. Yeah, they can afford a little more. Yeah. Right? 
But actually, what he does is he puts they put a lot of tax on trade, which actually doesn't yeah isn't directly impactful. But I love how it's like he's just they're, they're the nearest people. They're conveniently close at hand. It says they're just the nearest people. We're just going to tax tax the shit. Who's out of nearby? Them. Who can I tax? Who's just near me? Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was his policy. Good God. <laughs> tax the nearest people yeah. so the ports were uh taxes were tripled and lots of things coming in and out of the city and but not just king's these- landing the ports were supposed to have been taxed all across west rose they don't mention the north but they mention no. old town lannisport no um maiden pool i think so yeah lannisport was supposed to do it an old town and they just didn't do it they're just like i'm not doing yeah. that yeah, but people were going, and... diverted their ships away from King's from Landing King's to Landing. Driftmark and Duskendale and Maidenpool because yeah. they didn't get taxed there. Yeah. So yeah. King's Landing then lost out on more trade because people were like, I'm not going to land there. It reminds me of, I don't know if you have this there, but certain airports tax higher than others or cost oh, yeah. more to fly out of. So mm-hmm. the Toronto airport is actually one of the most expensive ones to fly out of. When we were booking tickets to Newfoundland. I had heard that. I'd heard that. It's expensive. In a previous year, so we're kind of in between Toronto and Ottawa. We're closer to Toronto, but Ottawa's not that much farther if we went the other way. And we could have flown from, like, flew to Newfoundland out of Ottawa, where they would have flown from Ottawa to Toronto. So that's backwards, just so you know. And then to Newfoundland, and it would have been cheaper than flying out of Toronto. What? To fly backwards and be on the flight for longer. Dude. That's yeah, so that's what it reminds me of is kind of like that. We'll tax the King's Landing port the most because mm, it's the highest traffic. And then everyone's like, well, fuck it. I'm just not going to go through there mm. and pay less, even if mm-hmm. I have to travel. And more. also it's 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 also not the people who necessarily have like the money to, to, to pay it. Yeah. You know, it's traders who are here. You have cash is flowing in in the chapter just before this. You have the Lannisters offering a massive sum of gold to buy a dragon egg. Mm-hmm. But God forbid they tax yeah. the, the higher lords. No, God forbid they do that. No. <laughs> right? Come on, Beth. We're, we're venturing into socialism here, Beth. Um, <laughs> so, oh, some of our listeners might not like that. I'm, I, I'm a, I won't get into my political things, but I think everyone knows I'm a massive socialist. So there you go. <laughs> I'm loud and proud. Sorry, American friends. We'll stop talking about <laughs> politics now. I know. You don't like... I know, yeah. You're not allowed to be a socialist in America, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that the measures that Lord Keltigar, Seltigar, Keltig, Seltig <laughs> came up with, did they manage to sort the problems out? Shockingly not. Shockingly no, not. No, they did not. No. They did not do anything. Instead, buildings slowed to a halt. The inns emptied and trade declined, notably as merchants stopped stopping at uh, King's Landing. Yeah. So, basically, it ruined the businesses of King's Landing. Yeah. However, it did make Lord Keltigar, Celtigar, loathe throughout the city. So, and Lord Rogar and Lyssa, people didn't like them either. And they couldn't finish the dragon pit because they had no money uh, to pay the builders, and so it just all stopped. Um, And then we get a great line. So storms were gathering to both north and south as well, which is good, because Lord Rogar is supposed to be a storm lord, so (laughs) sorting out storms should be easy for him. (laughs) Lord Rogar was in King's Landing, 
So what else was going on in the kingdom, though, north to south? What was happening? There was something in the south. Oh, yes. Another vulture king had popped yes. up coming out of the Red Mountains of Dorne. Yeah. And uh, and Rogar's brothers were, because Storm's End is like the gateway kind of into the rest of Westeros from Dorne, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not Storm's End, but the where they are. The Stormlands. The Stormlands, They're, they're, they're yes. kind of, a, it's a bordering It's a border, yeah, borders area. onto Dorne. So they would have felt that um, any Dornish rebellion first. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rogar's brothers said they did not have the men or the money required to root out the new Vulture King. Mm. Mm-hmm. But worse than that, though, was what was going on in the north. I know. That's so when you were like, we somebody really... was happening in the south, I'm like, fuck the south, the north has big stuff. I know. Let's talk and about I'm excited. them. We never talk about them. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, I'm excited because we don't talk about the north very much. And in the north, Brandon Stark, Lord of Winterfell, died in 49 AC. So that was the year of the Three Brides. Yes. And he was old, and the journey north basically finished him off. He had come so down his... to the Golden Wedding, right? He had, yes. He had. Sorry, yeah. He came down for the golden wedding, went home. It was just too... Like, the north is far. It's far. far. He was tuckered out. He was yeah, he's like, I'm sleepy. Yeah. And he died. Yeah, he did. And so his son, Walton, became the lord of Winterfell after him. Mm-hmm. And then a in 50 AC, a rebellion broke out amongst the men of the Night's Watch at Rhinegate and Sable Hall. And he gathered his strength and rode to the wall to leal, to join the Leal Watchmen and putting them down. So this is the first time we're in the North, like, and I'm excited because I love the North. Yes. And actually, I think it's the first time we hear anything about the Night's Watch. We have heard about people joining taking it. the Black and joining and we it. we heard about as, the vows influencing other places. But yeah, this is the first yeah. time we're actually, like, viewing... What is the Night's Watch? The Night's Watch. And this is all happening because of Jaehaerys. Mm-hmm. Everything that's you know inter- we're we're about to get introduced to is all really happening because of because of some of the choices Jaehaerys made. Well, that's the excuse given. I think people can rebel or not rebel. You don't have to do that. A little bit like Reyna didn't need to lose her shit, in the same way that the the rebels didn't need to rebel if they didn't want to. So I think it says more about them. It, than no, it says, I don't like, disagree. But I just mean what I mean is. <clears throat> We it's haven't really given any it. backstory yet in the Night's Watch, no. but but until now, until Jaehaerys does this, I think we're mm. led to believe, maybe because of the absence of them being mentioned, that the Night's Watch is primarily a northern thing. I don't know, actually. More northerners tend people... to, because you don't hear of men being sent to the Wall until this stuff happens with Megor and Jaehaerys. It's not common. It doesn't come up often. We've read this far. I would have to consult the World of Ice and Fire for that to find out how often people are sent to the wall as a punishment. Mm-hmm. So, because it, it was a penal But this system. was a mass influx of Southerners who mm. wouldn't have known the ways of the Northerners that are sent there. And then this happens. I'm not saying rebellions never happened before now. Obviously, we. Mm. No, they did. You know, they did. Yeah, for sure they did. But this particular one happens because of the southerners that Jaehaerys had sent to the wall this happens this is the poor fellows um making a rebellion at the wall right it is yeah i'm really intrigued now as to how how often people are sent to the wall but yeah for poor fellows and warrior sons who they'd been sent there uh as as punishment but also they were led by sir oliver bracken and sir raymond mallory and they were the two knights that had served in Magor's Kingsguard who had then gone over 
to Jaehaerys, so they were viewed as turncloaks. Even yeah. though they went over to the rightful king, they're still punished. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which maybe like maybe not fair, but but also. Mm understandable they kind of seem like they'll just fall to whoever seems to be in power which you can see jahari's mm, not not being favorable yeah. to yep and the lord commander had given bracken says it unwisely and that's obviously in hindsight uh <laughs> given bracken and mallory command of two crumbling forts with orders to restore them but they decided to make the castles their own seats and establish themselves as lords and I've written something here. I have no idea. Cyre, Fire. <laughs> oh, I've written Oive. Oive. <laughs> Oive. It's like, I can't read my writing. Why, yeah. why can't I read my writing? But it wasn't a very long uprising. And basically, once Lord Stark and his bannermen got up there, they took Rhymegate very quickly and hanged the Oathbreakers, except for Sir Oliver, who was beheaded by Lord Stark with his celebrated blade ice. Nice northern First justice mention there. Of ice, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. ice, the special blade. And mm-hmm. that he does the killing himself. That's northern yep. justice. Northern justice, yeah. And then once word reached Sable Hall, the rebels fled beyond the wall, hoping that they could join up with the wildlings and defect. And I think Lord Walton chased them, didn't he? But he was beset by giants and... yes. He managed to kill two before being before falling himself. Which is pretty badass. Which is pretty badass. Killed yeah, two giants. But I mean the poor giants, because to me, the Starks are the ones that are coming in to their mm-hmm. place and messing with yeah. their society. But uh, and then he was torn apart. And he was carried back to Castle Black in pieces. But they didn't it's not like Raymond Mallory got a nice had a nice time with the wildlings he didn't, they didn't he didn't him. the wildlings did not welcome him the free folk i should say because i prefer yeah. that term did not welcome him with open arms they because he's a he's a member of the night's watch they he's still yeah he's still it. a nice watch member yeah mm-hmm. they don't i don't think the free folk particularly like southerners no anyway they was, understand his head means. no and his head was delivered to east east watch about six months later mm-hmm I uh, like this. When asked what had befallen the rest of his men, the wildling chieftain laughed and said, We ate them. We ate them. So that's fun. We yep. we ate them. Yeah. And then so that Walton's time was quite short lived. He wasn't Yes. He yeah, wasn't as the, the Lord of Winterfell for I mean it was quite busy. He had a lot to do. Yes. He accomplished he just a lot. Lord, and then he's killed. And then he's killed. <laughs> yep. So his his baby brother, Alarak, I think. Alaric. 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 Alaric was Right, Argalak. No, I mean Argalak. Yeah, we're getting. Um, yeah, they're Argalak. We're thinking about. They're all fucking same. very similar. Anyway, Alaric. Alaric um, takes over as Lord yes. Winterfell. Yeah, and he resents. He resents the Jaharis and yes, for, like I said earlier, for not dealing out justice as a Stark would have done. A Stark would have just beheaded all of them, probably. No, he would. Yeah. Yeah, he thinks that it, he, the king was too lenient on yeah. the things and that's why they ended up at the wall and that's why they ended up rebelling. I think it's safe to say it was a passive decision, right? Because mm. the Starks are very definite in their justice. There is mm. no there is no way for them to, to do this again. And essentially, and Jahari's not, mm. not just taking care yeah. of business right then and there. He made this someone else's problem. It's like... Mm. Well, yeah. actually, Jaharis did want to behead them. And I think it was Alyssa who said, don't. Mm. You've gone, that's too far. 
So it wasn't. I thought Rogar Harris wanted was like, to behead them, and then Alyssa said this, and then Jaharis no, sure started down ground. Jaharis was like, "No, they, they're going to go. We're going to kill these guys." Hmm. I'm pretty sure. I feel very, very certain that it was him because he wanted. Uh, it doesn't matter, but I'm pretty sure it was Jaharis who wanted to to get rid of all of them. And um, I was going to say something, and I forgot it. Bollocks. That's Don't know. Anyway, there was a lot of resentment from Alaric to Jaharis yes. at this point, and yeah, he was not pleased. Yeah, yeah, and that's where we shall leave it for now. Mm-hmm. We'll, go, we'll have a little break and say a thank you to patrons, should we? Yes, let's do that. Shall we do that? <clears throat> yeah, so we would like to, uh, we thanked uh, Chris earlier, we'd like to thank our other Patreons at uh, the Ice Spiders level. We have the King Beyond the Wall, Julie Beth of Tarth, Scad, Mr. J the Red Shirt in Black, and last but not least, Emily of the Eerie. Thank mm-hmm. all of you. Uh, we really couldn't do this without your guys' uh, input and help, and uh, we love you so much. We do. We do. We do still have an empty di- We do still have an empty direwolf tier though. So you can join us on Patreon and name your own direwolf and you can get a shout out to you and your little pack. So yes. please do check us out on Patreon. Yes. And become a direwolf if you want to. And another perk for our Patreons is that you get to ask us questions. Um, This week we have a question from Liz, um, who is not a Patreon, but this is sort of a bonus for her popping our email cherry. So she gets to ask Mm -hmm. us a question this week. We do also have a question in queue from um, Mr. J, and we will get to that one when we record next time. So thank you for your question, and we promise that we'll we'll talk about it next time. Um, So Liz's question... Yes, she's asked us some very difficult questions. Yeah, we've got a few questions here. So, yeah. if you were a Targaryen, which sibling would you marry? And why? <laughs> That's a joke question. <laughs> That's said, a joke question. Well. <laughs> Thank God yeah. it was a joke. I threw yeah. up in my mouth when I read it. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I was a Targaryen, which sibling would I marry and why? Oh, I don't know. Raina. <laughs> oh yeah, you obviously would marry Raina. Would they allow it in Westeros society for you to marry Raina though? I don't care. We'd run away to the free cities. We'd live happily ever after. Oh, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know if I had to choose. <sighs> okay, so I'd probably pick maybe Alisanne, and we'd also run away because I think she'd be a really good book chum. Like she'd want to talk about books with me. Mm-hmm. And I'd like that. Um, obviously because you've chosen Raina so I can't choose her so this is my second choice <laughs> we'll just be a polycule <laughs> Raina's already got exactly. one let's do yeah. more <laughs> exactly um, yeah. so I think Alisan she'd let me ride on her dragon and she'd have great book chat she's a feminist so mm-hmm. we'd go around together sorting out problems in the seven kingdoms for women and just make it a better place uh, and if I had to choose a boy Oh, God. I just wouldn't choose a boy. <laughs> choose a boy. Choose Sorry. a boy. It's difficult to do. Yeah. No. Oh, boy. I'm part of me thinking Egon the Fifth because I like his socialist tendencies, but I don't know very much about him other than from the Duncan Egg stories when he's a small child. What was his firstborn son's name? The dragonfly the guy. What? Oh, Duncan, Duncan the Small. Yeah, he's the prince of dragonflies. Yeah. He's probably yeah, he's quite nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Baylor Breakspear. 
Oh, Braille or Breakspear is definitely hot in my head. Mm-hmm. In my head, he looks like Pedro Pascal. And so, yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely Braille or Breakspear. Yeah. Breakspear's mm, up there. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. Oh, yeah. He'd be hot. He'd be a hot guy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so the real questions, though. We put, a lot of, we put a lot of effort into that joke question, Liz. We hope you like that. Um, <laughs> I even managed to not vomit. Um, so the, the actual questions is still a two-part question. Which family or families in history do you think House Baratheon best represents? And were they good people or good a good family or a more nefarious one? Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Well, I mean, there's so many families in history. So I'm, I'm, I've been really stumped about this because I'm just like, that okay, could be many families in history. I know it's tempting to talk about Plantagenets and Tudors and stuff mm-hmm. um, and Lancasters. But I, to be honest, I'm going to go with, uh, can I cop out a little bit and say that I feel like they are more like a mythical family, not a historical family. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. more like the Greek gods and the kind of children of Zeus and the and the giants. You know, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to go back to my Greek mythology, the Titans. That's it. I like it, actually, because I think that the male Greek gods especially are really... Mm-hmm. Um, depicted with extreme uh, extremism in all of the things they do. So mm-hmm. masculinity of Greek times mm-hmm. was, you know, very, you know, strongly muscled men. And you hear Robert yep. was muscled yep. like a maiden's fantasy. And mm-hmm. and they tend to have, you know, they lean into drinking and and yep. you know they they lean into dancing and um, sexual and... activities with women and stuff yep. like that. So yeah. I think I think it's a good example. I think, I but think I don't I don't think that they're necessarily a good f- i don't think the brathians are a great f- i don't love the brathians you might have what out. yes you do they're good they are they are a lawful good family <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no but i feel like the gods the story of the gods i would say is a nefarious type of story i feel the things that we learn from what the gods do not necessarily nefarious but it's definitely on the dodgy side they obviously created life and blah 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 and were certain gods of this and that but the things the way that they interact with the rest of humans on earth is quite shitty a lot of the time Zeus himself sort of rapes and seduces lots of women yeah misleads yeah misleads there's lots of misleading there's lots of kind of I distrust hedonism I think it's an interesting idea but I think that they're very sort of all for the kind of base pleasures and I do love my base pleasures don't get me wrong (laughs) but if you are the kind of i think philosophically if you're only ever satisfying your need to hunt and kill something and fuck something and drink something then i think philosophers over the years have sort of taught us that that's that's what animals do but we're supposed to be kind of think with our brains and be sensitive and evolved and and have empathy and sympathy and not just fuck anything that moves and not just pretend as as Zeus does like doesn't he pretend to be a cow and that's how he seduces one woman yes (laughs) um which I find really weird when I read yeah there's we could spend an entire episode talking about (laughs) talking about why that's just kind of icky and then there's the one when he becomes a swan and then rapes a woman yeah, there's also the one where he just pretends flat out to be a woman's husband. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I know. What an absolute dick. Yeah. And I feel like 
that to me that um sums up really what the Baratheons are. They're kind of they've never evolved beyond this sort of base idea and they don't have they're not very thoughtful you know they're they're kind of like Robert Baratheon is just literally like I want to fuck something Ned and hunt Mm -hmm. and kill yeah and you're like but what else there's more like why don't you be nice to your wife or your children or read a book from time to time have a have a hobby like you could have been a better king you could have been a better person yeah don't try and kill children uh well you know yeah totally um so to me so i know that that's sort of slightly avoiding the question because it's not historical family but that to me is what the the baratheons are is these the the kind of the the downsides of the greek gods really they're this sort of family like the succession family yeah <laughs> the roys they're just sort of not um they're not great people and they've never no. evolved beyond which is ironic because the gods are supposed to be the most evolved things, but I think maybe it's because they engender and they, they're supposed to represent certain things. So this is the god of blah, 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 and this is the god of blah, blah, blah. So you never become more than the god of wine. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't evolve like humans do to like wine and appreciate wine and, and other things. You're just like, this is my job. So yeah. I just do this. Yeah. Does, just, does that make sense? It does. When I took a Greek mythology class last year, there's yeah. all through the, what do they the margins of my notebook? I have like little Baratheon mm-hmm. references all the way through it. So you actually took my answer. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. I'm glad that we're on the same Whoops. page with it. I was like, I'm okay, like it. I have another place I can pull from yeah. to answer differently. But but yeah, they. I really do think that that George wrote, you know, Robert and Rogar and and a lot of the Baratheons mm. that we see as this sort of extremist male form for mm, a reason mm, um mm. but then to liken how in history kings often like to feel themselves gods um mm. george has also said that he took uh, inspiration from or for robert um from henry henry the eighth mm, of course mm. in his you know a warrior in his earlier years and then you know lesser than in his later years so so I, to me, I'm like, is I really, when reading the question and like ruling out my sort of God theory, I'm like, you know, does it fit with the tutors? And, but it doesn't just, we don't have enough yet because we don't, we know that Robert doesn't have a legacy, but then also the tutor line dies completely anyway, quite, quite quickly, right? Dies with the, so, you know, Robert, the tutor, the tutor bracket in history might fit sort of with the Baratheon bracket in that it's it's going to happen and then it's going to die out. So it's not really going to, you know, it's all of this fuss for nothing. Do I think they're yeah. good or nefarious? I think that A Song of Ice and Fire is meant to be both. Every family yes. in there is going to have elements of both. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that they're they're dramatic effect. I think that they're they're plot moments, but I don't know if I could say they're they're strictly good or strictly bad. Right? You have no. characters in each, like Stannis, who you know can fall into that more lawful good sort of ish, depending on how you see him. You know, lawful and evil. Lawful, yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's both. I mean, he he to yeah. me is a character who's going to start off really strictly in one column and then yeah. by the end of this his story he'll probably be really strictly in another column so yeah so we'll see but but yeah so that's tudor-esque 
Plantagenet-esque god relatable I think massively yeah so yeah that's our that's that one um the part two of this question is taking a Baratheon from each novel timeline Robert Rogar and Lionel the laughing storm for those who don't remember he's in Duncan Egg um fuck Mary kill go I answered the last one first so you do oh, this one okay. first okay let me just look at them again um I think I would have to kill Rogar <laughs> I think I would kill Rogar, I would fuck Robert, and I would marry Lionel. Yeah, I would be the exact same. Yeah. Rogar is the worst. And that's official, by the way. Um, I <laughs> asked on Twitter, I asked on Twitter with our Kissed podcast handle, who is the worst Baratheon? And the poll finished only a short while ago. And Rogar was the winner or loser, shall I say, by a staggering 44%. Yeah. Robert was 31%. Boros, who was the one who ended up... Uh, uh, yeah, we've seen it in the show. He's the one with... Who welcomes Luceris, but it's like, fuck off. And then right. yeah, yeah. Luceris yeah. gets killed. Yeah. But that was more... I mean, he didn't help. But he that was he more betrayed of, his kin. He did. He did. He's not good. But, but that particular action he was an that happened. anus that was he was not good he was that was not Aemon. good that was Aemon's choice it was Aemon, yes but he boros was not nice he didn't really welcome oh no 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 yeah he's yeah. not he's yeah, yeah, disloyal yeah, yeah. No. and such disloyal and a and a butthead and then yeah. boris baratheon came with eight percent and he's the one who uh sexually assaulted corianne wild um and another bunch of other shit mm-hmm. so rogar is the worst. So I think, yes, definitely kill Rogar. He's terrible. Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah. But R- the Laughing Storm, he seems like a quite, you know, like an all right kind of guy. I mean, he fights Dunk later and Dunk ends up killing him. So Does there he? is trouble later. I thought he was on the side of... He was Laughing. at first. Yeah, he is. He's on their side in the... Is it Duskendale? Is that where the attorney is? Ashford. Ashford, thank you. Yes, the attorney mm-hmm. Ashford. When does he fight Dunk? Later. It's in the World of Ice and Fire book. It's not in the Duncan Egg oh Tales yet. It's not in the Duncan Egg Tales yet. Yeah. So he definitely does have a turn. But but sort okay. of similar, I think, to Robert. He goes through a very likable phase. Mm. And then I think with Baratheons, when they get to a point of like, I need to leave something behind, mm. and they mm-hmm. start to feel slighted, then they turn into mm-hmm. these monstrous people. They're very prideful people. Yes. Oh, I remember where the laughing storm turns. I remember it now. Yes. It's yeah. to do with I can't remember why. Uh, oh, marriage. it was a betrothal. It's to do with marriage, yeah. betrothal problems. Yeah, I'm also like, yes, I'd fuck Robert. He's had a lot of sexual experience. So yeah. he, I don't know. But I'm also a bit worried about oh, that experience. Of, yeah, like <laughs> how like crusty would my vag be after sex with him? Like, would I have crabs? Would he give yeah. me warts? I, I yeah, I would worry about an STD. So, it, you know, in the invention of condoms, I would sleep with Robert. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. But in that in that uh, time period, I don't think they have, unless they like use a pig's bladder or something. But even then, I'll be like, oh, pig's bladder, gross. Yeah. No, they don't have anything because they have to use moon tea and stuff. But that doesn't get rid of STDs. So, mm. also, he'd like smell. I just feel like he smells. Do you hear a lot like... about STDs in Westeros? Yeah, people say oh, she died of a pox. She was a camp follower and died of a pox. True, 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 true. Yeah. So they just call it a pox. I don't think they have specific names 
Yeah, my chair is very talkative today. Sorry, <laughs> it is always talkative. I love it. Yeah. It has its own opinions. It needs it to talk about things. Mm-hmm. So there, yeah, I would probably have to fuck Robert out of these ones, but I would douche the hell out of my fufu afterwards to try and Fair. scourge. Fair. and maybe get a maester to kind of boil wine on it or something i don't know yeah what they do. doused with vinegar or something yeah yeah just cover me in whatever you can because yeah. i'm worried that i'll catch god knows what from robert yeah Martin. if it was like robert in his like 20s before he became king. he was still a whore then he was still he was he was yeah but i mean slept. he might have been cleaner he was sleeping with like yeah that's less true. prostitutes then I just think that his later years and being king makes him makes him lazier and not care as much about a lot of things because yeah. he's just he gets the things without trying. So that's yeah. why I say I like him better when he's younger more because he has to try and he has presence and he has charisma when yeah. he's younger. Yeah, I'd fuck young Robert Baratheon, but when we yeah. meet him in the Game of Thrones, I would not probably or I'd have to because obviously this by the rules of this game I'd have to, but I'd yeah. have a peg on my nose because I reckon he smells as well. I don't think he washes. Regularly. It reminds me of so I said he was he was modeled after Henry VIII and Henry VIII had a massive uh, ulcer leg problem like leg yeah ulcer. And it stank and it was absolutely hot yeah. yeah yeah it had it was abscessed and stinky he had the audacity to be like I think Anne of Cleves is a bit rank and he smelled because he had a weeping <laughs> ulcerous Anne of Cleves leg dodged a bullet well she dodged yeah. an axe but she did I mean she shouldn't have to marry him. She no. didn't have to lose her head to not marry him. She no. she lived at large. She had the best of all of them. And yeah, and she, apparently she stayed in court and they became really good friends. They she was really good friends pals. with Mary. Yeah. Because they were both yeah. Catholics. Yeah. Yeah. But he, I just think, no, sorry. I think, mm-hmm. I just think Robert Baratheon has stanky, stanky bits. Like, like mm-hmm. if he does wash, he doesn't get in all the corners, the nooks and crannies. Yeah. Well, I mean, he has someone to professionally wash him. He's king. So I don't That's know. That's true, but I don't think he does that very often. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I was I was relieved that she didn't ask us, but now I'm kind of curious. I'm re- I was relieved she didn't ask us. Fuck Mary, kill Stannis, Renly, Robert. Oh God. But now you but I suppose that's for that's for a later it. time. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we cover a song oh, of ice and fire. I'd have to kill Stannis. I'd have to. <laughs> I'd have to kill him. Hmm. Uh, and it's just between Renly and Robert, what I do next. I'd probably marry Renly, because he'd never bother me. <laughs> yeah, I'd marry him, for sure. I don't like him very much, but he's charismatic, he's funny, he'd keep me well yeah. dressed and he'd, stuff. He'd, yeah, he'd have amazing clothes. I'd always have the best clothes, mm-hmm. and he would never bother me. I could take lovers, I could have a really massive drawer of toys to play with. Yep, yep, yep. And, yeah, marry Renly, for show. Mm. Fuck Robert again. But just again, once again, with the douche with bleach afterwards. I think I'd probably fuck Stannis and kill Robert. He'd be cleaner. I mean, Stan. Yeah. To be fair, I bet Stannis is clean as a whistle. He yeah. he probably scrubs so hard he's red raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just actually, have this like Stannis there. is like this unbreakable person who has like no emotions, and I just kind of want to see what that looks like when it comes. I don't know why. <laughs> Do you imagine he has like a teaspoon of vinegar face? Yeah. Ah, ah, I'm coming. Ah. <laughs> um, or do you think he says, I beg your pardon, I seem to be coming. <laughs> yes, exactly. He says something like I that. Yeah. He'll say something yeah. very formal. 
very formal but like yeah formal but like somewhat funny i just i just picture it being oh. kind of funny because he does have sort of a funny side to him this very dry funny humor so i feel he like wouldn't he would annoy you something. afterwards with trying to hug either as well no well yeah he would just stand and just, just be like, like oh, that right, was a nice. nice thing thank you bye I have a meeting yep. to go to. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye. I feel like those stands would be like, thank you very much. Goodbye. That'd be yeah. That. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, you might have a point. Maybe I'd fuck Stannis. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm a bit terrified of what his cum face is. <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't know. What does that My, look like? like? I, I like Stannis, as you know. So for me, I think it's easy to say I'd fuck Stannis, but I wouldn't marry mm. him. No way. No, oh god, no. no. He's too ingrained in the patriarchy, but uh, I'd marry him. Way, way too ingrained. Yeah. So now we are going to go down south, down south, as they would say in the UK, away from the north and the walls and the trouble up there, back to, it's again, with this weird chapter (laughs) going through it, you're probably thinking, what the hell? So we've had a random section on Rainer, random section about taxes very small random section about trouble in dawn and then a kind of small section about trouble at the wall so so far if you think about this chapter we've had all the setup for dragonstone and what's gonna happen there and then weird windy wending through here's a bit about Raina and etc etc and now we're back we're back guys down south with King Jaehaerys and Queen Alysanne in their, as it says here, self-imposed exile from the court. But it says they were anything but idle. So Jaehaerys continued his rigorous training regimen. If you uh, remember from the last episode, he's having homoerotic sword fights with his king's guard, um, saying, come at me harder, and things like that. And they're pretending to kill him and he's getting up. And so he's keeping on doing that. And then also, interestingly, he's reading lots of the accounts of the reign of Aegon the Conqueror, who was his grandfather. It says on which he wished to model his own rule, which is interesting. I'm try- I was trying to think when I read this bit, kind of what, what would you say is the, the hallmark of Aegon's rule? Like if he's saying, I want to rule like Aegon, what is that? I mean, because Aegon's rule was a lot of war, <laughs> like... Yep. really highly peppered in with war and fighting and he only acquiesced to Dawn because of the mysterious letter that we don't know what mm-hmm. was in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what he means by I want to model my rule on Aegon's because that was mainly fighting and trying to bring the realm together. So is he kind of thinking, okay, I'm not going to fight people, but I want to bring the realm together again, but just not with fighting? Or I think that, uh, I think Jaehaerys recognized that Aegon could he knew when to fight and when not to fight mm. you know after the conquer after the conquer what after the whatever after the when he united Westeros after the conquering whatever it's called um what is yeah after conquest. that he didn't conquest thank you I'm like why is this <laughs> word go. not coming to me I know. um yeah, after the conquest, he he didn't have to fight as often. He did go in. He, he did the Greyjoy mm-hmm. Rebellion. There was a few times he had to. But just when it came to sort of lord infighting and and trouble mm-hmm. there, he didn't really have trouble with the faith yet. They didn't really push back like they did no. later. 
No. But he he knew when to when it was time to grab his sword, <laughs> and when yeah. it was time to uh, use his oral um, skills instead. So, <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> but I think come that on. that was something that Jaharius really wanted to emulate. He wanted to be able yeah. to know when it was time to fight and when it was time yeah. to possibly, try and speak possibly. instead. And he wasn't alone. Three maesters on Dragonstone helped him, so they were teaching him as well as the queen. She's just important. She was by his side. She -hmm. was helping him to learn. She was learning about ruling as well. This is important. Alisande is not just off sewing and whatever else is that ladies do, singing and playing the harp. She's in there on Dragonstone with the maesters. She's learning about ruling as well, which I love. Yes. They had lots of visitors to Dragonstone. There's a whole load of names. I'm not going to read through them all. But there's a ton of them all coming to see the king who was with the queen. And obviously with all of these people visiting, I'm not entirely sure how Rogar thinks he can keep Jaehaerys and Alicent's secret. secret. There's a lot of visitors. And there's a really, really funny moment that I love. So Jaehaerys and Alicent are hosting people at Dragonstone. They kind of got a little court of their own, like a little private thing. Mm-hmm. And then they're also flying their dragons to Driftmark and looking at the shift, uh, the shipyards um, of the Valarian. So Damon Valarian was in King's Landing, wasn't he? Yes. But I think he had children or brothers or something. Oh, it's his sons, Corwin, Corwin, Jorgen and Victor uh, Valarian showed them round. And Rogar was really pissed off because it's like, how dare they? How dare they? I, I mean, I'm not entirely sure what. Like, how dare they? How dare they host do the king? things? How dare they? Yeah. How like how dare the kids be out on their dragons? I think he just wanted yeah. them to be locked away and he did. Never he leave. just wanted he wanted control so badly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He just he just had none. And he did not like people going to Dragonstone to talk to the, well, curry favour with Jaehaerys. So he said, could he ask Damon Valarian, Lord of the Tides, or whatever he's called, he said, no, he wasn't called Lord of the Tides, that's someone else, but he's uh, the Lord Admiral and Master of Ships. He says, could you use the Valarian fleet to stop these lords visiting Dragonstone, please, because I'm sick of people seeing them because I want to keep it a secret! And Lord Valarian's reply was very blunt, very short. No. Not only can I not, I don't really want to. <laughs> no. I'm I don't give that. a shit. <laughs> just went, no. Nope. End yeah. of end of conversation, uh, which Rogar did not like. Yes, there was a sign of disrespect because Rogar's yeah. everything. Like, the everything is a sign of disrespect to Rogar. Yeah, exactly. And of course, also the Alisan's plan to put very pious ladies in waiting Alyssa, with Alyssa. Alyssa's plan. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> George R. R. Martin, who art in Santa Fe, <laughs> could you please just, oh, the names, the names all being the same. So Alisan's plan to Alyssa's send. To put me. Oh, did I just do it again? Did it again. I say Alisan again? <laughs> take a breath i'm fine <laughs> everything's okay Al- Alyssa. it's because i keep reading the word alisan and saying trying to say Alyssa at the same time mm-hmm. and it's really mm-hmm. difficult so Alyssa's plan 
to change the heart and mind of Alisanne by putting pious ladies in waiting in her court who would preach to her and say, you'll go to hell and blah, blah, blah. Um, And persuade her that she should not do what she's done and should never have married her brother and just to annul the marriage and blah, 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 blah. They read from the seven-pointed star and they preached and blah, blah, blah. But it didn't do anything. Alisanne was just like, Nah, I'm good. But they didn't. They never. I don't think they were ever told to openly do any sw- anything to to deliberately point out incest or dissuade her necessarily, right? Like, and she was already religious. She already followed this faith. So really, they for her, she would have just been like, "Yep, yeah, we're just going through the motions of reading the was good she book." Religious? And I think she, yeah, I, think I think she, she was. was to a degree. Yeah, she mm-hmm. was raised in it, and she would have mm-hmm. been raised with the septa. She was a princess. Mm. So I think it was probably already there. They were just doubling down on the faith. And for her, she was just like, yep, cool, cool, cool. I just don't think the Targaryens are that into it. I think they kind of know it because they have to know it because of ruling the country. But I just, I don't, I don't think Targaryens I, I are I think that this is maybe the stage where they really do begin to be. Uh, especially Alysanne would have taken it very seriously because it was up to her to try and find a way to both be married to Jaehaerys and to keep good with the faith. So I think Mm. she really would have taken it seriously and really, really would have um, studied it and tried to understand it and learn it would have, would have really greatly respected the women that her mother had sent to be there in the first place. I think she would have studied it and wanted to understand it, but I don't think they necessarily believe in it. I think they have their own Valyrian gods that they worship. Hmm. I don't know if I I feel like they continued to believe in Valyrian gods. Mm. I do think she was probably raised with the scepter probably i don't know i just don't think she's that in i just don't think she's that into it or she's into it she's learned about it from an academic standpoint but i don't feel like she is and i'm and i'm probably going to change my mind on this as we read on but i don't know i don't think she's fully bought into the faith of the seven as much as her mother or or the other scepters and people want her to be and and um, when they are uh in fact it says here that they could not shake her alisan targaryen's conviction that the gods doesn't say which gods but the gods had meant her to marry her brother jaharis to be his confidant and helpmate and the mother of his children so i i don't see how you could be truly believing in the faith of the seven but also be have the conviction that the gods are meant you to i think that's valyrian gods i think that is i don't know or she's just using their language to persuade them i think i think that they believe so maybe similarly to um the history of the monarchy in general they believe in the faith but they also believe that they as rulers are slightly above it well they're in charge of it so they can do what they want yeah, basically, I am yeah. in charge of the faith. Therefore, yeah. what I do is the faith. I say that having just watched like the Crown and the Harry and mm-hmm. Meghan story and all that, thinking that these people were never really could marry who they wanted no. to, even though they are monarchy. No. But no, um, but that's more. It's yeah. And what's nice here though is that um, Alisan says he will be a great king. She told Septa Isabel, Lady Lucinda, and the others, and I will be a great queen. 
So firm was she in her belief and so gentle and kindly and loving in all else that the scepter and the other wise women found that they could not condemn her and with every passing day they clove more to her side. So I just think, to me, that's more like how Alisanne rocks because she's able to persuade people to bring people to her. She doesn't use force. She just uses herself. She's charismatic. She was just as much of a conciliator as Jaehaerys Mm -hmm. would be. Which is... Really weird because only a few pages ago, this very same book said there was nothing remarkable about Alisanne. <laughs> like you just said, she was like kind of boring and unremarkable and nothing special. And mm-hmm. then a few pages later, she is able to persuade the very people who were like, "We're gonna split you up," and she's got them on side. Yeah, you know, we're, we're told that Scepter Isabel is like really devout and severe, and yet she is able to. And I don't even think it's through manipulation. She's just a genuinely, like she's just honest, and they can see that she's being genuine, and she really means what she says, and she believes in what she's saying. And I think that that stands up more than anything people like Alyssa and Rogar. Because they're not, they're, they've got, their schemes are nefarious. Their schemes are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, I think that they know, they see quite quickly that, exactly that, that it's not really Alisanne and Jaehaerys that are trying to betray the realm or be mm. sneaky about what they're doing. It's, it's mm. Alyssa and Rogar who have been sneaky yeah. so far, right? Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. Alisanne and Jaehaerys don't really hide anything from them once they arrive. Everyone knows that they're mm. together and married. And so when it says that, they... They the lords can't help but notice that they meet them together when they come. Yes. So it's not just yeah. how they treat the people within their household. No. Also, also those that come to visit notice her presence at his side. Mm. So, yeah, and so it just didn't really work. The plans from Rogar and Elissa did not work. People they don't know. The question is like, did did Corianne Wilde not doing her job to seduce Jaehaerys? <laughs> it says here is the whole tale of meeting of at the end perhaps a fiction any of these things are possible the author of a caution for young girls would have it otherwise but here that infamous text becomes even more unreliable splintering off into half a dozen contradictory versions of each event i'm like just like fire and blood <laughs> yep. again yeah like i said choose your own adventure <laughs> yeah this part especially uh, is very this part Choose yeah. your own adventure See, so what's the truth of corianne wilde what happened but what is the what truth what happened while so she was on dragonstone got- I think there are three versions that mm-hmm. they've got here. Like, there's a wanton's tale. It's that said so that she didn't only bed the king, but also all seven members of the king's guard. Apparently, he passed, his grace... he passed her off. Yes, to, them when to he was the done with her. Because that sounds when, like Jaehaerys yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah, he would definitely do that. He would definitely like, do that. Seconds. Yeah, yeah. The high and the low apparently says that this doesn't doesn't say any of that, but it says that Jaehaerys. Brought him into the bed, but they had a threesome with Queen Alisanne. It says, in yeah. episodes most often associated with the infamous pleasure houses of Lise. So it's apparently Lise is famous for threesomes and orgies. Mm. So fun place All to right. go. Yep. <laughs> um, and then we hear about Sins of the Flesh, where Jaehaerys apparently does invite her into bed, but only to find him fumbling, uncertain and overhasty, as many of his boys' age are known to be. Basically, he shot his wad too quickly 
um, <laughs> over eager, over eager. He mm. basically put one hand near her foof and was like, um, we need to do a poll after this episode drops though and i want to know which version yeah. of these stories is the adventure mm-hmm. that we're choosing like which one do we believe happened or is yeah. it none of them yeah it could be none of them apparently Corianne had in this same version sins of the flesh she'd grown to admire and respect queen alisanne as if she were her own sister and she liked jaharis too and decided as a gift I mean, don't you do this when you like someone, Beth, but as a present, you'll teach them in the ways of sex. So I'll teach, you know, like I'll teach you how to touch. Doesn't every girl do that with their girlfriends? Don't they all teach them a little something? Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand how that's not, how that would be okay. (laughs) But okay. Fine. (laughs) Um, So... So you've got all those versions. Yeah, let's do a poll. Which one happened? Did she bed him and all the Kingsguard? Did they have a threesome? Did Jaharis accidentally... Did she just do some do some teaching? Do some teaching, yeah. For for Jaharis and Alisanne. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just Jaharis. I don't think Alisanne was involved in it. She said it would. she would took it upon herself to make it a success by educating his grace in the art of giving and receiving carnal pleasure mm-hmm. so that he might not prove incapable when the time came to bed his young wife. So I think it was just Jaharis. Well, I'm also going to pose that maybe she also taught her a few things because she was close to Alison. If she taught she him, she probably taught her. Yeah. She was one of her ladies-in-waiting. Indeed. Probably taught them all. This is how you do mm-hmm. a sexy dance. The funky chicken guys, everyone Definitely, loves it. definitely. Like, not to, like, feed into those, like, anti-feminist fantasies of sleepovers with women, but definitely yeah. there were times with girlfriends where you had those conversations and showed them what you did. Like, <laughs> never? I'm trying to think. No. I mean, I've had sexual experiences with women, but just because I was having sexual experiences with women. You never, like, because... regaled it later and talked about what you did with a girlfriend? And then she oh. was like, hey, tell me about that. And then you you told her and maybe it educated her too. I definitely have educated friends on lube and things like that. I don't know. I don't think so. I think... No, I don't think I ever did. No? Hmm. No. Okay. We're British. We don't talk about sex, darling. I've never spoken about sex in my life. True. I'm sure <laughs> of that. Yeah. Canadians are a lot more open about it. I'm just like, yeah. I know. I'm just trying to think if I, I mean, we, I've definitely had lewd, like lewd, naughty conversations with people. And I'm just trying to think, have I ever bestowed advice to anyone? Oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> it makes me sound what? like, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm this like overly experienced sex person, but definitely I have a few friends that I have uh, given sex education to for sure. I think, I think all my friends just kind of knew what they were doing. I don't mean that they didn't know what they were doing, but I think some people just don't know what's Mm. out there. It was, sex was never an off and out of, um, I have a really funny story that I'm not going to tell, but I want to, but I won't. Oh, tell it, tell it, tell (laughs) it. It's one of those, like, this is maybe crossing a weird line. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll tell it, I'll tell it. My mom will hate my guts. My mom is going to hate me for this. Yeah, but I might message We're you later and be like, "You have to edit that out because my mom is going to hate that I told the story." Yeah, but your mom but... doesn't listen to us, though, right? So that's <gasps> no, fine. 
Okay. My parent, I'm not out to my family and I've just talked about having sexual escapades with women. So hopefully yeah, no one in my family is this. Yeah. Although recently my dad and his partner did say, should we, is it something we'd be interested in? I was like, no, <laughs> please nope, do not listen not. to this. Probably no. not. <laughs> nope. No. Um, anyway, my, what's your amazing My story? mom and I have always been like very friends. We've been, and she's been very open about everything. Um, if we asked about sex things when we were kids, she would give us as most honest of an answer she could within our age bracket and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like she just was quite frank and factual and stuff. Good. So, so later I was in my, uh, late teens, I think, and not a virgin anymore for sure. Mm -hmm. And she, she was really drunk and I don't remember exactly how this conversation started. We were both drinking. Yeah. Late teens, early twenties, somewhere in there. And she looked at me and she goes, you have to use your tongue, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was and it. I was like, I know, mom. I know. And she goes, okay. <laughs> I have to make sure your sister knows that. And I was like, she is a tongue ring. So I think she knows. I think you're okay. She's like, All right. It's good. Great. Yeah. Perfect. That was just apropos of nothing. She just I can't it. remember the pretext of that. I think that we had been talking a little bit about sex. But, uh-huh. yeah. I would never hmm. have had a conversation like that with my mother. No. Like, just... I, I think, think most people would, would say that that's probably the case. Yeah. But, so, yeah. Like, I don't know if maybe because my mom would answer questions really honestly and frankly. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe it just made me feel more comfortable talking about sex. And yeah. No, that's so a really good thing. I, I think that's great. I have those conversations with friends like my one of my friends who also will never listen to this um and i won't name but i took her to this she kept sleeping with this douchebag and i was like stop sleeping with douchebags and buy a dildo so i took her to the sex store and i I helped her buy her first toy good and yeah taught another friend about lube and stuff like that you're a good person i was the corianne wild (laughs) you were the corianne wild of that what did we get to in the (laughs) sorry no i'm just trying to remember keep so us which away. which one which which story which, is true which story is the true story but although it says lewd fables are not history it's like yeah they are yeah, they are yeah <laughs> yeah they are on the 50th day of the sixth moon of 50 ac she left dragonstone corianne wild this is mm-hmm. under the cover of night and this company of a sir howard bullock do you remember him from last episode no sir howard bullock <laughs> he was one of the uh, he's the son of the man at arms. The, yeah, the garrison. Thingy Bobby Bullock, the, the garrison person. Yeah. And he's one of the ones who's been fighting Jaharis in the courtyard. So he disappears with her. He's mm-hmm. also married. Mm-hmm. And he, so he left his wife, but took most of her jewellery. Yeah, lovely, and, lovely. What a yeah, catch. My, what a catch. Come Sounds on, Corianne. Good. I had faith in you. <laughs> you can do better than that. <laughs> this is where she and I are different. <laughs> yes. Should she Don't just have... Away. Bought herself a West Rosie sex toy and left him to it. Yeah. I want to know what that would be like. Which maesters are working on the sex toys? <laughs> I mean, you definitely have the stories of the how to handle lunacy in women was like going down yeah. on them in a doctor's office. So I'm sure someone yeah. will at some point. Yeah. There'll probably be a maester somewhere who gets a pink uh, piece of steel for mm-hmm. a pink ring yeah. on their steel for doing sex toys yes. knowledge. <laughs> yes. The higher mysteries. That's what it is. That's what they mean by the the higher higher mysteries. mysteries. (laughs) 
how to get a woman um, to achieve orgasm is a higher mystery. It certainly is. Um, it shouldn't be. <laughs> but apparently to a lot of people, it yeah. is. So fishing boat took them to Driftmark and then they went to Pentos, where then they went to the disputed lands and he signed up to uh, a uh, company of sellswords. That's the word I'm looking for. But he died three years later. Yep. Uh, after he fell from from his horse, and it says we need near hear no more of her. And I'm like, why? I want to. Why? Tell me more. <laughs> I need to know more about this. Yeah, I do. And then basically, Lord Rogar, they get the news of this, and they're like, oh shit, our plan has completely failed. We, mm-hmm. you know, we've we've fucked it. They were unable to break the bond between Jaharis and Targaryen. Jaharis and Targaryen. Fuck. <laughs> Jaharis Targaryen and Alisan because. They are paragons of virtue and they cannot be twisted. They cannot be twisted. And obviously there's been visitors, so the king's marriage, rumours about that, has started to spread. Yeah. Obviously, too many lords and ladies arriving to meet them at Dragonstone. It's quite clear. Rogan Brathian was talking about tearing out tongues, but like there was just no way he could do it. And there's Alison, no way. You're not going to keep that a secret. There's no. just no way. And this is what happens... When you test Alisan, you you fuck with her and you find out. This is what this is about because she says, do you want to read her bit? I love this bit. You read it because I don't know where you are. Alisan or Alyssa? Fuck me. Fuck, fuck, shit, fuck, fuck. That's why I was confused. I was like, who are we talking about here? No, Alyssa. Alyssa. Everybody disregard, I say. Yeah, everyone just disregard everything I say about (laughs) Alyssa. Just swap them around, Alyssa and Alyssan, for everything, okay? Yes. It is done. The Queen Regent told her uh, counselors, conciliators? Yeah, counselors. Thank you. Uh, When she realized the truth at last, it is done. It cannot be undone. Seven save us. We must needs live with it, and we must use all of our power to protect them from what may come. Mm. Yeah. Yep. She, two of her sons had died. She'd had enough loss. She had enough loss yeah. in her life. And Rogar was cool with that, right? Rogar was yeah. just like, yeah, babe, we'll just let them <laughs> sure. be. Sure. Yeah. No, mm. he no. gets naughty. He gets very naughty. Yes, and he, he... Not, in, not in the fun, dirty way. No. In a furious way, in front of Grand Maester Benefer, Septon Mateus, Lord Valorian, and the rest. So this is in front of witnesses, okay? He says, you are weak, he declared, as weak as your first husband was, as weak as your son. Sentiment may be forgiven in a mother, (laughs) women, but not in a regent and never in a king. We were fools to crown Jaehaerys. He thinks only of himself, and he will be a worse king than his father was. Thank the gods that it is not too late. We must act now and put him aside. Dum, dum, dum. Just the stupidest shit. Treason. Actual treason. Yeah. This guy, this guy, this fucking guy... And it starts here, and then, mm-hmm. and then, as we'll learn soon, he like not not just he doesn't just like learn his lesson with what what fallout happens here. This guy like triples down on treason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's already been fairly treasonous trying to like split up the king and the queen. 
Yeah. Just, I like, mean, he's been treasonous anyway. He wants the power for himself. Period. Yes. That's been his yes. whole term as hand. But mm-hmm. this and gets of course, worse. It gets worse. Lord Lyon's like, have you taken leave of your senses? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, they're like, do you want the power for yourself? And he says, yeah. never. Oh, no, of course not. I am not a usurper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He wants... <laughs> <laughs> no car, no harm to Jairus. Let's send him to Old Town. He can just be a maester. He's, he mm-hmm. likes books, doesn't he? Yeah. And they want instead for the throne. Shall I draw, drum, 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 roll drums, drum roll? Who is it there? <laughs> Who is going to be the reigning ruler? Reina, right? Uh, it would be Reina. Shouldn't it be Reina? Reina. It should be because she's Sorry, the this eldest. Is the part that makes me so mad. No, no, it's not going to be <laughs> no. Reina. No, princess Aria instead. Aria, her daughter instead. There is a fire in her that Jaehaerys does not have. Says Rogar. She's young, but I can continue as her hand, mm-hmm. and therefore be because she's like eight. So you'd have a full eight years of being. Yeah, it's king. just to grasp power yeah. for longer. Yeah, that's why he wouldn't pick Reyna instead. No, exactly. She's he could too not strong. do. No. He could not do any of the following for Reyna, which he says he can do for Araya. Shape her, guide her, teach her all she must know. Mm-hmm. So he would never be able to do that with Reyna because she'd be like, fuck you, fuck off. Yeah. She has a stronger claim. Her mother and father were King Aenys first and second born. Jaehaerys was fourth. They keep forgetting about Reyna, who actually was the first Actually was the born. first born here. Yeah. 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 Kills me. But then her mother will support her. It's like, do you forget that her mother hates your guts? Yeah. She would kick you out so fast. Yeah. Like, what a twit. And Raina has a dragon. Because Jaehaerys and Alisan don't, they don't have those. No. But yeah. it's so funny because Maester Benef is like, um, they, they actually have do. dragons too. Yeah. They've got more, yeah. in fact. They've got two dragons. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's actually Queen Alyssa who's the one who speaks apparently through her tears. Apparently she cried a lot. I I think that's just Maester's talking shit. Maybe she did though. I mean, it's okay to be emotional. Some women do know, cry when they're overwhelmed think... and maybe she was. Maybe she was surprised maybe. and overwhelmed by Rogar's suggestion. Maybe. All, all right. I'll say it's all right for now. She says, I am the queen regent, she reminded them. Until my son shall come of age, all of you serve at my pleasure, including the hand of the king. And then she turns to Rogar. Rogar with eyes as hard and dark as obsidian. Your service no longer pleases me, Lord Rogar. Leave us and return to Storm's End and we need never speak again of your treason. Imagine how many levels you could take that sentiment. Your yeah. service no longer pleases me. He's not servicing her. It's all the steroids he's on. Yeah, I'm telling you. And Rogar was like, oh, fair enough. I'll go. I think you've made a good woman. Point. <laughs> woman. He calls woman. her woman. You woman. think you can dismiss me? He laughed. No. <laughs> and that's no. when Lord Corbray's like, you can fuck the fuck off. He gets yeah. his Lady Forlorn out. There's another woman dismissing him right there with Lady Forlorn. You're not going to listen to that woman? How about you listen to this one? Yes, exactly. And he lays it on the table like that's full on, like a sword on the table out is full on. You are not a welcome guest here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And he pointed it towards Rogar. This is, this is for you. Mm-hmm. And then he, that's the, that's when Rogar finally realized he'd gone too far. At no point 
<laughs> no, not before this that. Point. Yeah. At no point until this point, he's like, oh, I think I've overstepped the mark a bit here. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I just a little bit this man has no anxiety whatsoever like, no. he, like i'm just trying no. to think of me being in a position like that and like no. oh, okay i'll try and not like you know even when no. i get mad but i'm anxious i'm like i can't just say that no. stuff but he's just like he nah, has these he has the overconfidence of every middle class white man it's every true. average yes. white man yeah and that's what he is and he took off his brooch i love that his little bit of jewelry threw it at elissa Mm-hmm. He flung it at her and then walked out the room, and then he left. Summoned all of the people who would who would follow him. Yeah. Not that many. No, but before he left, there was one last thing he tried to do. What did he try to do before he left? He tried to steal Area Targaryen. I think he'd already he was already home by that point. He'd got to Storm's End. So, oh, did he? Oh no, he didn't. Yeah, he tried to steal yeah. her, didn't he? Yeah, and, but Alyssa uh, had seen it coming. Yeah, and stowed and she her hid away her. somewhere. Yeah. yeah, she hid her in a. She dyed her hair and hid her in the stables. As a stable some a stable near the King's Gate, so quite far away from yeah thingy with Bob. Apparently, she liked horses, and she mm-hmm. said it was the happiest time of her life. Yeah, so that's nice. She would spend the rest of the Regency working in the stable near the King's Gate. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Alyssa was never really the same again after that. This is where I think it's just maester bullshit. She sent her husband really? away, so she can't have been happy anymore. <laughs> no. Meanwhile, this may have been the happiest of her life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Since their marriage was a ruined castle, an empty shell yeah. haunted by ghosts. Um, she'd survived the death of her son, uh, husband, two eldest sons, a daughter who perished in the trail, tradle, ye- cradle, years of terror under Mago the Cruel and a rift with her remaining children. She could not survive this. I kind of only really have her... I feel like she has herself to blame. I feel like she is to blame about the rift with her and Raina. And mm-hmm. she just tried plotting. She didn't try to talk to her children. And I, I know agree. Rogar tried to yeah. stop her. But she didn't have to She also could have, plot. after he left, been like, let me just make some repairs. Like she, I do think she yeah. works to do some repairs with Jaehaerys and Alysanne. But yeah, her and Raina just never really get it back. But I think, I think saying that this was... This was, you know, her the saddest time of you an empty shell it's like no she probably was like actually living now because she didn't have rogar bossing her around mm-hmm. you know yeah. yes you orgasm i know how to make a woman orgasm of course you did how dare you see that's <laughs> rogar it's like yes dear yes this dear happens of course to all men sure. yeah mm-hmm. it happens to all did you? men mm-hmm. from time yep time. sure it was mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. yeah i thought you said that he was probably banging her really well have you changed your <laughs> mind about this I did think that before, yes, yeah. But but of late, it's like you know. I think at first in their marriage, he probably was, and then all this mm-hmm. happened, and then he's just just didn't anymore. Yeah. So she she names her brother as Hand of the King, Damon Valarian, and then mm-hmm. she sends a raven to Jaharis, telling them not everything of what happened. Probably not the the treason. No, bit. probably not all the treason. Yeah. She doesn't want Rogar dead. I don't think she just wants him gone. No, and. um and then she retired to her chambers in Megor's Holdfast. And then she stayed there for the rest of her regency with her dildos and vibrators, it says here, having a great time. Yep. And leaving the rule of the Seven Kingdoms to Lord Damon. Yeah. But it was only like six months or something. Like it wasn't yeah. a super long time. No, left. it wasn't a very long time. We're almost She said, fuck this shit. There. I'm going to go and have a great time by myself. Yeah. I'm having give a me meat books, party. Give me some wine. And uh, oh, give me some dildos. Sure, that sounds amazing. That yeah. actually sounds like a really great time. Mm-hmm. 
I think I know what I want for my birthday next year. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to call it a mom weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I just need some time to myself. Yeah. But Rogar wasn't done. He wasn't done. He's like, you will not get to me. He shook his fist and he decided I've got one last plan. I'm not going to try and make good. I'm like a dying fart in in a gust of wind. He decided to make one final... One last cockamamie idea. Yeah, cockamamie. One final thing. And he decided to get the only other remaining Targaryen who had not been mentioned was Rhaella. Mm -hmm. And where was Rhaella? She was in Old Town. She was in Old Town. She was working to become a Septa, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 And if and if our listeners remember, there is a little bit of a story between Ar- Arya and Rhaella. And that they may may have swapped. It was suspected that they, maybe they swapped. Well, either they Rogar swapped wanted. or they had a massive personality swap yeah. on the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, yeah. after the coronation. Rogar wanted to use that swap to his advantage. Yes. Yes. So he tried so to So he go sent and... some people, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He sent his brother. Uh, sent his brother. People. Twelve men at arms, with a letter with Lord Rogar's seal. I don't know who the hell he thought he was by now. Anyway, like what kind of seal? Who are you demanding anything from these people? You're not the hand of the king anymore. You're nobody. You're just you have no no say in what happens with the royal family. You're not anybody attached to them anymore. But yeah, but thank God for the heroism of Scepter Carolyn. Who had a spine of steel and a suspicious nature? These crazy oh my god, ones. are they actually writing a strong woman in here? I know. With some, she's a, she's a classic, like terrifying nun, isn't she? Yeah, who, she is. <laughs> who was like, okay, I'll just take this letter. I'll be back in a minute. I'm not going to let you in because we don't allow that. But I'll be back. Just give me mm-hmm. a sec. Just wait here. And wait here just on the wait porch here, in the rain while she yeah. runs back in. Yeah. And so she went straight to the high septum, didn't mm-hmm. she? Kind of. But he was asleep. Thank God. So she went to his steward, who had been a captain in the Warrior Sons, uh, who was awake and ready. And in place of a frightened girl, the Baratheon men found themselves confronted by 30 armed septons. The priests, man. Like, let's go and get some armed bats septons. and bricks. <laughs> like, boom. Yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they showed themselves to be kind of a violent bunch before, so... I, know. I mean, you they know. had their own army, so I think maybe mm-hmm. violence is part of the sev- the faith of the Seven. Like, yeah, I think so, Armies too. is fine. And then, the of warrior. course, the the warrior Casper... Yeah, exactly. And Casper Straw was with them. That was the steward. Uh, and then Orm's like, <laughs> I can beat you with my sword. But then Casper Straw... So Casper Straw said that Lord Hightower's knights were on their way. That wasn't true. Whereupon the Baratheons surrendered. Yeah. And then Sir Orin confessed the entire plot. So he's mm-hmm. um, obviously not a good man under pressure. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you everything. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of Chunk in The Goonies. Do you know that film, right? I never saw The Goonies. The, you haven't seen The Goonies? Mm-mm. Oh, God, Beth. <laughs> 
I don't know. I'm just going to warn you. It is pretty much every time you bring up a movie and you say, have you seen that? The answer is probably going to be no. Okay. Well, our listeners might know about Chunk in the Goonies, who confesses to basically everything in the world. He's like, and this one time, I did this. But yeah, that, like, I just think it's funny. Like, Sauron's like, I've got a sword. And they're like, actually, there's some other guys come in. And he's like, okay, I'll confess everything. I'll tell you. What do you want to know? I'll tell you everything. I'm so sorry. But. Orin Baratheon was forgiven, but the Lord Hightower threw him in a dungeon and then sent yep. dra- the ravens to Redkeep and Dragonstone. And then there's a bunch about other people. I don't really care. Oh, no, this bit. Donald Hightower, mm-hmm. who'd been named Donald the Delayer because he didn't want to go against Septon Moon and his followers, seemed to have no fear of fending Storm's End by throwing Lord Rogar's brother into the dungeons. Yeah, this is the good part. <laughs> This is a good bit. Do you want to read it? <laughs> so he says, "Let him come to try. Let him come and try and prize him free." He said when his ma- maester worried about how the former hand might react. His own wife took his hand and cut his balls off. Soon enough, the king will have, like have his head. So. <laughs> exactly. I've written. Yeah. <laughs> get him. Get him. Go get him. But he didn't do yeah. anything about it. I think he fe- he just fell into a despair. Like he finally. I think Just he finally, like, finally, finally realized mm-hmm. that he was done. There's nothing He's done. Left. He literally says, so, I am done. I am done. He wrote his will. He got ready for whatever the king was going to send his way. Yeah. He Well, he thought either the wall, if not the kids, the, the kids, the boy will have my head and make a gift of it to his mother. And so he should. Um, yeah. He drafted, yeah, like you say, he drafted his will and his confession. He said that Boris, Garen, and Ronald, they had nothing to do in the wrongdoings. And he says, this is a classic gaslighting that really actually hacks me off. All I did and all I tried to do oh, was for the God. good of the realm and the yeah, Iron yeah. Throne. Is how, and you're like, that's what people say when they do an awful thing and they say, I was doing it for your I know. own good. Do you have no self-introspection at all? Like, just look inward for a second and mm-hmm. you know that's not true. You just mm-hmm. know it's not. Especially yeah. if you're last, and like if he feels like I'm about to be beheaded or sent to the wall, this is my last confession. I'm going to get yeah. everything out in the world. And he couldn't even, in that moment, say, I'm sorry, I was an ass. You know, yeah. I was I was an ass and up jumped and I tried to take control. He's like, I was just doing what I thought was the best thing and I was just sorry. You know, he just couldn't in that, in that one time just like actually grow a pair and i hate that phrase grow a pair of ovaries not balls yep Yep. and and just tell the truth you know yeah he couldn't do it no no but he didn't have a long time to wait till he found out what happened i really wish they'd made him wait <laughs> let him like stew for a bit let him stew but and be scared i think it, the reason was because the regency was nearly ended basically yeah it's almost over yeah, and yeah. they—I think the Queen Regent and her brother, the Hand, like they didn't do very much. They're like, it's nearly done. That's just yeah. That's yeah. That's why it. it wasn't long that that no. she had to wait until no. Jairus was and the chapter was ends and the chapter here. ends mm-hmm. on the twentieth day of the ninth moon of fifty A.C. I was surprised they didn't go for like a seventh, like on a special day. There was no seven. seven. Oh my god, we haven't had seven for a while. The set, the only seven we had in this chapter was Alyssa's orgasms under seven sex toys. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, on the 20th day of the ninth moon of 50 AC, Jaehaerys Targaryen reached his 16th name day and became a man-grown. By the laws of the Seven Kingdoms, he was now old enough to rule in his own right, with no further need of a regent. All across the Seven Kingdoms, lords and small folk alike waited to see what kind of king he would be. So, and that's how it ends. That's how it ends. ends. And what kind of king will he be? Mm. Mm. And we'll have Mm. to find out next time. Yes. When we do a time of testing, the realm remade. I was actually having a sneaky preview of that chapter, thinking would we be able to do the whole thing in one? It it's quite a long one and it's very detailed, but maybe we could try. I don't know. See if we, we can, can do try. one. We can do try. You try and do the whole thing, or I don't know. <laughs> I'm not how many sure. how many pages is it? Oh, I did look it up. I think it's like I think it is like thirty or something. But there are quite a few pictures in this one so i'm not sure 178 Time testing 187 to 205 so it's not even 20. is it not 20 i've got 178 to 196 so yeah so it's 18 pages front and back we could do that i think in one front and back thank yeah. you yeah i was like when's she gonna get it when's it gonna drop <laughs> <laughs> um so that's the chapter we could maybe do the whole thing in one yeah let's try it okay. let's try it right. that's this one yeah and we're gonna and, do some spoilers uh, in a we second, have a lot of spoilers we? i think well you especially i have, I have some things down i saw some parallels and things but uh, oh lo- yeah yes, i think so- there's lots of things but like not necessarily a lot to say about it just mainly parallels and things mm-hmm. yeah so if you guys don't want to hear the um spoilers are way it sort of likens to um the main series of song of ice mm-hmm. and fire jump off now and thank you for listening yeah, thank to you. us gab we love you for this long we love you Yay! thank you Yay. have a great day or night or whatever you're doing mm-hmm. bye bye so spoilers spoilers should we sing the spoiler song the spoiler section the spoiler section <laughs> it's time for spoilers right now <laughs> there you go you've you got to have the da 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 or the all the songs right over of course yeah it's like the, <laughs> the classic ending to the song exactly yeah. um oh my god i've got so much that has popped up so many comparisons so many links and you're like whoa it's really hard not to talk about tell me tell me what you got start first what have i got um so i kept thinking when we were thinking about andro and Alyssa farman of comparisons to other characters couldn't stop myself like who are the other characters similar to these people in the in the later series yeah my brain instantly went to people what did you what did you go to i think uh, andrea was harder to do but i so i i think the obvious choice for me is sam tarley because he's Although not totally. He's Sam Tarly because he doesn't fit into what men are supposed to do and his father calls him weak all the time and he likes songs and whatever. But Sam Tarly's clever, like really clever and reads mm-hmm. all the time. So it's not a quite straight thing. And in a similar way, maybe Tyrion because Tyrion is, doesn't again fit into the norms. But I don't, I, that, was a, that was clutching at straws. But the one that got me is Sweet Robin. Oh, interesting. Okay. 
um, because he's obviously he's not a man grown, but he is. Not, he doesn't seem to be particularly bookish. He, no one mentions that he's ever like tried to be a squire or a page. Like those are the, that's the way that boys try to do it. He's like be a page, be a squire. He doesn't seem. He just wants to sleep in his mum's bed. <laughs> And, yeah, and he has temper tantrums, a lot of temper yeah. tantrums. Yeah. And Andro has probably the biggest temper tantrum of the series. He certainly, he certainly does. So I don't know, I kind of get that kind of impression of him. Who did you think of? My brain went to a siblings, two siblings, Alyssa. To me, was very reminiscent of Asha. Oh, I was thinking of Asha Greyjoy as well, similar to Asha. Yeah. Yeah, and Andro reminded me of Theon. Reek. Yeah. That kind of dual, you don't really, even with his POV, you can't really ever get a handle on Theon. He never really has mm. an identity that he clings to. That's true. Um, yeah. He does some really atrocious things mm. in the name really of pride or not getting yeah. the recognition he feels that he needs. Mm. Yeah. That's a very good point, actually. Although he can use a sword and he's a very good archer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're not. They're not exact for sure. No. Theon obviously can read and write. He's. He yeah. has. He's skilled and qualified. But regardless mm. of those things, he still doesn't get the recognition between both of the houses that he sort of mm. falls under. Stark and Greyjoy. I think that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's that that missing missing identity that really makes me think of them. I think that that Theon is going to have a redemption. That Andro devolved and Theon yeah. will no. kind of evolve. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely saw Asher, and I thought about Theon, but then I, I kind of, but I dismissed it a little bit. But I, I can see what you mean. Definitely not having that sense. I mean, of even identity. that, like they lose their masculinity mm-hmm. as their journey continues. You mm-hmm. know, any and and not that Andro necessarily has a lot to begin with. We don't mm-hmm. really know, but certainly yeah. it just completely it's de- it's a devoid later with how mm-hmm. how strong and definitely uh, the resentment of of their position. Mm-hmm. And what they then do, you're right, the, what they end up doing to <sighs> grasp or to... To grasp for something whatever. using, because of, you know, a toxic masculinity around them, the feeling that I'm supposed to be something more, and Andrew obviously does that. And I'm not, yeah. And and Theon obviously goes and, I, I'm supposed to prove myself, why does no one think I'm brilliant? And obviously invades Winterfell and yeah. kills those two boys. I definitely thought of Alyssa and Asher. I also yeah, think they're similar to, Bria- to Brienne, especially with the betrothals having been betrothed mm. and sort of scaring off the suitors. Asher kind of <laughs> does that too, though yeah, I don't think Balon subjects her to betrothals no. until like Euron does. Mm. But mm. also um, with the men who follow her, like how they sort of won't follow Theon because they don't respect him. Or yes. Asha has her yeah, ship yeah. crew that follows her yeah, yeah, without definitely. batting an eye and would definitely yeah. vouch for her and stand up for her. And mm-hmm, so I thought mm-hmm. that was very similar too. And Alyssa kind of lets Raina down as well. They don't end up doing the best things in their no. future. No, they, they both don't. very much let Raina down. I think that's also why they remind me of the Greyjoys as well. Like Asha mm. definitely follows mm. a certain path and does the things that her family tells her to do or Mm-mm. or whatever, but she's she doesn't it doesn't really get her anywhere. We don't know yet mm-hmm. where her story is going to wind up, but you know, I, I yeah. Alyssa's story is like probably some of the best stuff in Fire and Blood. Like I can't wait to talk about it mm-hmm. in the main episode because I yeah. think that I mean her 
actions have the biggest impact to a song of ice and fire they are the direct Mm -hmm. link to a song of ice and fire i know so it'll be fun to to dig into i'm so excited yeah Mm. that's gonna be great yeah but then yes you were right with mark being we talked about maybe him being poisoned and looking like he was choking Mm. on something that was obviously very joffrey yeah reminiscent but also like i said or alluded to in the thing you know we we know that andro digs into poison so maybe this is just the first time we see the farmers use poison Mm, yeah to move things along Mm -hmm. another big thing that poked its nose out to me was the small folk fear of dragons and Mm -hmm. the way that this person was prophet prophet prophesizing prophesying prophesying that the dragons would be bad and we need to kill the dragons and soon they'll just be eating us and they're kind of the devil um Mm. and obviously that happens in the dance yeah and the people of king's landing here what's the guy's name like he's got one arm the guy who preaches the shepherd is he called the shepherd or something maybe i can't honestly i'm terrible with names and he goes preaching in the streets of king's landing and essentially is one of the reasons why so many dragons get killed so i feel like this is a kind of a there's clearly something brewing amongst the small folk and the people that they actually don't like the dragons it's there and this yeah is well and it, this is i think we also need to remember that the dragons the presence of the dragons is still pretty new mm. there's not too yeah, many people but there years. might still be people in living memory who remember a time where the dragons just stayed on dragonstone mm-hmm. you know they didn't travel that much with them no, no. So them being present in in and about the realm, this is new. And Jaharis mm. and Alisan really make it like they really travel with the dragons. They really show that force. And so of course there's going to be people not liking it. And for me, it really reminded me of Danny in Marine. Mm. You know, and Drogon being kind of yes. rogue and doing yeah. his own yeah. thing, and mm. it impacting the small folk in a way that Danny didn't expect. She didn't. She didn't think about. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. definitely and i think also that dragons are often the word dra- i am a dragon like danny says it a few times i think mm-hmm. the word dragon is often used in place of targaryen yeah so the fear of the dragons is also equaling fear of targaryens and the yeah. desire to get rid of targaryens yes yeah so it's it's actually not just the dragons themselves but the people who brought them means that actually even very early, I, I would say very early on in the Targaryen dynasty, uh, it's not a particularly long dynasty, but no, early on from it, there's yeah. clearly a subsection of people and it's not just the Septons and the Maesters, it's also some of the small folk who are worried about the Targaryens, who are worried about dragons. Yeah, and I mean, even I think the Lannisters too, right? Like they, they want to try and have a grasp at power so that's something mm-hmm. because the Targaryens are new and this they can see the key. The key to their mm-hmm. power is the dragons themselves. So mm-hmm. we see that. And, Re- and yeah. Reyna's, uh, we said it was a very ominous line that she said where, you know, he remembers the history and I remember mine. And, you know, yeah. Valeria <laughs> is fire yeah. and blood and stuff. And so I think, yeah. like you said, like these things are interchangeable. Dragons, Targaryens, fire and blood is equivalent to both mm-hmm. the people and the dragons. So... Yeah, I think that yeah. is. It's all. It's and yeah. you know we we're gonna see it come to a head in the song of ice and fire for sure. Mm-hmm. 
I had a very small little thing point come to me as well when Raina was talking about being thrice widowed just mm-hmm. in that moment which yeah. makes me think of Rohan Weber if if I lose too oh, many yes. husbands if I have too many yeah. husbands people will like Rohan Weber is called like the black spider or something because all of her husbands die and yeah um, people think that she murdered all of her husbands um so yeah. it's clearly well and there's already rumors in Rena's case that she may have had something to do with Magor's death indeed so, yeah I know and then we get the treacherous Lannisters and this is how I fell down a rabbit hole. A rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. Because the Lannisters are always, they are villains in this story, no matter what. Like, they almost have no part in in Fire and Blood, but they do pop up occasionally. And they are treacherous, scheming, like, desperate. Like, they want to be the second house in... Westeros. That's why they want a dragon's egg. They want to be dragon riders. They're bra- they're fucking brazen. They're oh yeah, brazen. Yeah, and them trying trying to marry to a Targaryen also, of course, can't you yeah. can't help yeah. but think of Tywin trying to marry Cersei yeah. to Rhaegar. Like Cersei so. is going to be the queen. She will yeah. marry anyone Period. who is a king. Yeah, and that's how I ended up like down going. Well, tell me about the Lannisters. Tell me about them and Lan the Clever. Uh, who tricked, mm-hmm. apparently tricked the, the Casterlies out of Casterly Rock. Yeah. yeah. What I found interesting in my... So there's a few things that jumped out of me when I was doing this research. So so the Lannisters claim the line of Lan the Clever, but it's through the female line, not the male line, which I found really interesting. So it's like mm-hmm. in the Lannister family, you get lots of very strong women who are also very schemy. You get scheming yeah. women. You get yeah. scheming men... But you get, like, Cersei, for example, it's so, I'm going to try and trick these people. She's not particularly clever about it. Mm-mm, no. But you do get that. And I found that was interesting because, like, women are supposed to be, like, there all talks about, oh, this is a women's game, isn't it? Like, women are always, men just fight with swords and women go behind people's backs. You know, that's what they're always saying in these things. Like, that's that's how women do things. And so I think that's quite interesting that Lan the Clever and his trickster ways have passed down through the female line because it's definitely meant to be... What is it they say? Like, this is what women, eunuchs and dwarfs, like imps do. Like, they are... They're the ones who yeah, use Yeah, because Tywin never won any wars through cunning <laughs> and scheming. No, no, he did not. <laughs> No, Although didn't. I mean the red wedding was fucking that that was that was scheming. That that's was exactly what most... I mean. Yeah. He he did <laughs> he did yeah. use the, use the same methods as yeah as yep. the women did or whatever. As but I, I fell on such a hole, a Lannister hole, and I had no idea that. So Lan the clever, the first Lannister was meant to be a bastard son. I'm going to look it up. He's meant to be a bastard son of one of... Bastard son of Garth Greenhand? Garth Greenhand. Yeah. And I, I, and then I was just like, oh my God. So Garth Greenhand is basically started all of the houses. The he is the Zeus. He started all, like, all these houses. <laughs> like they're all related. Even yeah. House Stark is related to Garth Greenhand. You know? Like, mm-hmm. what? I was going, what? What? 
I, it blew my mind. Like they're all, everyone is kin in, 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 in the Song of Ice and Fire. All these people are just fighting with their own family. House Stark, House Hightower, Oak and Shield, mm-hmm. Oakheart, Beesbury, House Peak, House Tarly. I, it kind of blows my mind a bit <laughs> that they're all fucking related. It makes me think of Greek gods big time. Yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, Garth Greenhand is meant, he was kind of a godlike. Mm-hmm. Uh, they think he was either the first human or a, an actual god. But what's interesting is that if you look at the tree of Garth Greenhand's children, the ones that are that have people in between, so it'll go Garth the Gardener invented House Gardener, John the Oak was House Oakheart, and so on. Gilbert of the Vines led to House Redwine. Yeah. But the ones that have go, you've got Brandon of the Bloody Gate, who then begat Bran the Builder who begot House Stark. So if you see there's like a person in between, does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. The ones that have that are House Stark, House Hightower and House Lannister. And I think they're going to end up being the three most important houses in the end. Because it's House Stark and House Lannister are the... Like the, the Yorks and the Lancasters are already Yeah, the, the main warring thing. But House Hightower, I think is going to come into play massively in winds and a dream of spring because they've been hiding up in their tower and they've been Mm -hmm. big players in in the story so far in fire and blood they have a huge part to play they are a really important house and we don't see them at all they kind of disappear after the dance and stuff they do and we don't see them in song of ice and fire they're hiding up in the tower and something they know something some I, i you know i believe that they know something yeah so I yeah. just find it fascinating that the only three houses that have a little person in between, you've got Brandon of the Bloody Gate, Begat Brand the Builder, Begat House Stark, Maris the Maid had Urigon Hightower. I love that it's a maid and Uther of the Hightower got together to create the Hightower. Hmm. Uh, sorry, so you had Maris the Maid plus Uther of the Hightower created Urigon Hightower, which started House Hightower. So there's a person in between. And the same with Lan the Clever as either the son of Rowan Goldtree or Floris the Fox. So either Lannister is related to House Rowan or Florent, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And then House Lannister comes along. So, because uh, if they're related to House Florent, then the Lannister kin is, Sir, no, Selyse Baratheon. Yeah, Stannis' wife. Yeah, Stannis' wife. Yeah. So anyway, I I've been on a roller coaster of a rabbit hole. <laughs> like what? Huh? Mm-hmm. Except what? the Targaryens, right? There's no association to them. They grew out of another. There's no association to the Targaryens. They are other. They are completely other. I find it mad that House Stark, because House Stark is a first man house, but but Garth Greenhand was there when the first man arrived. So you know. So he probably did have sex with first men, women, and made babies and created Brandon Stark. Brand the Builder. Or it's just the lore for, you know, the Arbor's lore. Doesn't mean Mm. it's necessarily... But there's not not an awful lot that the Lannisters do that isn't particularly shady or... 
Like if you think about the Lannisters during the dance that we see in Hot D, like Jason mm-hmm. Lannister and his brother, is it, I can't remember his brother's name, um, played by the same person <laughs> um, yeah. in the show, uh, who also played Hugh of the Vale. I feel it is starts with the T, Tybalt or Tyrek or something. Uh, yeah. Like they are... Tyrek. The first thing Jason Lannister does is like, he like leches onto Rhaenyra. He's like... I can oh, be icky. a great husband to you. Yeah. It's so gross. But that's what yeah. the Lannisters are like, man. Yeah. They are they are a villainous, not good. They are no good very family. much about marriages through uh, like making making strong mm-hmm. matches for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As we see. But then you have you have Tywin and Joanna who marry their first cousins and they marry each other for love. Yeah. Which is rare. I know. They really do love each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Oh, I've got Rogar. Yeah. Rogar is Bobby B. And trying to start a rebellion. Oh, Bobby B. Would you yes. take me for a I'm usurper? I'm not a usurper. <laughs> but your descendant will be. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And they're so similar. Sure. sure. Um, they're yeah. so obsessive. So Rogar was obsessive with Jaehaerys and Alisan, and yes. Bobby B is obsessive with killing all Targaryens. Like they yeah. both have this. I cannot give up on this thing that I have to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even though others may say you're mad. You're mad for it. I know. Yeah. They just can't. He also, one of the things we kind of glossed over it in the recording mm. of the main part, but yeah, um, he says that he, he never lost as many men as he lost to the flesh shops and ale houses of King's Landing. And how brassy <laughs> yeah. is that? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Lose yourself. Yeah. In the flesh yeah. shops and alehouses. That's very Robert. Another thing that remi- in that same part was when they talked about how Al- Alyssa had hidden uh, Arya away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the she dyed her hair and hit her with the horses, and it made yes. me think of a young Daenerys who managed to escape Robert yes. by hiding with the horses with the Dothraki people. Oh, it made me think of a lot of people. I hadn't even thought about uh, mentioned that. It made me think of. Um... I mean, everybody does their hair. Yeah. No, yeah. but like uh, hiding in King's Landing is Aya. Kegendry is hidden in plain sight in King's yes. Landing. Yeah. And uh, you know all these all these important children. I did write it somewhere. I don't know where I've written it. Oh yeah, Gendry and Arya and Araya. All these people. I did. I did wonder if therefore if it's very similar because obviously Gendry is a bastard of Robert Baratheon and therefore he actually. Has in some ways a better, in many ways a better claim than any of Cersei's children. And, yeah, I mean Edric Storm would have the best, of course. Would he? Why would Edric Storm have the best? Because he's the oldest of Robert's bastards. He's um, and he was conceived on Stannis' wedding he? night. Not the oldest. Sorry, he's the oldest male, oldest known male. He's older than Gendry. That's why Stannis wanted him. Yeah, he's I thought Edric Storm was a yucky. He was like Shireen's age. No, he's like older. twelve. No, he's a little. Is older. he? I I thought he only wanted Edric Storm because they don't know about Gendry they don't know about Gendry but unless Gendry and also Edric has a noble isn't Maya Maya Stone is the eldest one Maya Stone would be the eldest yeah yeah interesting I thought Edric I feel in my head Edric Storm is sort of quite a young boy and Gendry's I think he's I think he's the oldest known male I think he's older than Gendry I could be mistaken maybe we're not supposed to know it's kind of a Jon Snow thing Oh yeah, yeah. Probably. We're not supposed to know the true age necessarily. There's also the when Gendry almost sleeps with his sister. 
Oh God! Yeah. yeah. So she's another no. one that's out there who is of that similar yeah. age. Oh God, that is icky, isn't it? I was like, mm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Aya says it. She says something like, "And they've got the same hair." <laughs> so yeah. you're like, "Yeah, you're pretty good yeah. together, are you?" Yeah, yeah. She's the one. Isn't no, it was soft. I was gonna say, wasn't it Arya who helped Ned to realize that? Yeah. That, uh, but I think oh it was yeah, Sansa, no, it was kind actually. of both of them. Yeah, it was kind of both. Oh, Arya great. says something. They're nothing like each other. Oh yeah. no, it's Sansa who it's says Sansa. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's nothing um, like that. She's nothing like that. Yeah. Drunken old blah blah blah. But you've got these hidden heirs. So you've got Gendry, who's a hidden heir. Arya, mm-hmm. who's a hidden heir. And I was thinking, Arya ends up hiding in King's Landing. She and does. I wondered because Sansa is technically a Lannister and may marry someone in the Vale, I don't know, is Aya possibly John's heir or Rob's heir? Could she end up being an heir to something? Um, well, Bran and Rickon are still alive, so they just don't know that. They think well, I think Rickon, too, I think Rickon's going to die and mm-hmm. Bran will be king beyond the wall, so he won't be able to inherit anything. So I don't know. I, I just wonder... I don't know. If but I, they think Arya's dead, so Sansa technically... That's why everyone wants Sansa, of course, is because she's mm. the heir to the North, as far as everyone's concerned. She is. She is. But I wonder if John will make Arya his heir or something. Depends on if he or knows Sansa's that heir. she's alive. Yeah. And assuming that John has something worth her inheriting in the first place, because at this point in the story, mm. John's dead. So That's true. That's true. Who knows? Who knows? Oh... <sighs> Have you got any more spoilers? Anything else? Have I got any more spoilers? The stuff in Casterly Rock really reminded me of um, Danny sort of realizing in the House of the Undying that some things were just too good to be true or in, in mm-hmm. Quarth in general. Yep, yep, definitely. Yep. Being trapped with people who wanted more from her. Definitely. Um, like that whole, her whole Carthine storyline is people who are just like, we want the dragons! Yeah, all of this. Give us the dragons. Yes. It was Danny's experience, like a very similar experience to what Raina experienced there for sure. Mm-hmm. The other thing, this is something I actually mentioned to, meant to mention. I think you're backwards. Backwards. Nope. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's how you like it. It's a hoodie. Right. No, it is backwards. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you have the hood around your neck. <laughs> this is something Sorry. that I meant to meant to pose in the main episode, but I wonder if Old Town would mm-hmm. have given Rogar Rayella if they had known that he was planning to seat her instead of Jaharis had they known that he had married his sister. Ooh, that's an interesting mm-hmm. question. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Um, maybe. Maybe. Um, because they would have been like, massively against yeah. everything that then happened. So quite yeah. possibly. But they still, still would have been handing over a child to Yeah, they don't seem to have person. a problem with that, do they? Do Let's they? not pretend that the people of Old Town are righteous and care about it. <laughs> that's yeah. true. You have a point. <laughs> Um, anything else? No, I think that's all I've got. I think that's all I've got too. That was a lot of spoilers in there. Lots. There's just so many layers in that chapter yeah. that were so many. Yeah, definitely layered into the main series for sure. Mm, yeah, there's callbacks, call forwards, foreshadowing. Yeah, parallels. Yeah. yeah, this is a juicy chapter. All of the above. 
It's a juicy yeah. one. Yep. It's yeah. a juicy one. <laughs> so I've got nothing else to say. Have you got anything else to say? No, I think that's I'm brain dead. I, I don't know if, about you, but I'm like, ooh, no. Yeah. I couldn't answer a single question about Targaryens if I tried. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, not what? true. I'm sure we could open up, open that What's box up What's a Targaryen? What's that now? What's a dragon? Yeah. What? Oh, I did think of one more. Sorry. There oh, yeah. One more. Go. Do it. Um, Doria and Corianne, little teachers to Targaryens. Oh, yeah. That's why yes. I said she might have yeah. been teaching Alysanne, or it might have just been like sort of the parallel of yeah. the teaching of sex yes. to these innocent young Let's talk about royals. sex, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got a point, actually. Maybe she yeah. was doing it to both of them. Yeah, I have remembered that I, I wrote a tiny note in the corner of my book and I've just spotted it. Tiny, <laughs> tiny note. Which is that it's written here that giants were the ones that pulled Walton Stark in. He fought them and then they ripped him to shreds. And yet we have maesters like Lewin. Oh, oh tiny fly flying in my face. <laughs> that was really weird. It's like right here. Um... Uh, yeah, we have maesters like Lewin saying the giants have all gone. They're all gone. There's no more. They've not been here for thousands of years so, since the day, dawn age or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yet we have here in a book written at the same time, I think, that uh, Lewin is talking to Bran that 250 years ago there were enough giants that a couple got killed, but there were still more. Do you see what I mean? It's like... How is it possible that yeah. on the one hand the maces yeah, are saying I do. It's I still think it's okay for Lewin to think maybe the giants have died out, but maybe not thousands of years before if there's handwritten knowledge mm. of them two hundred and fifty years before. Yeah. I just yeah. feel like there's enough mentions of giants to make me think, why why are you say why are you saying this as knowledge? You're teaching young lordlings. And he won't yeah. be the only one. And there he's are of no giants. the north as well. So it's like this this could directly impact you and directly is he? impacts we don't know where Lewin's from I mean he's in the north teaching like oh, he's, he's teaching, teaching someone Bran. of the north yeah, he's teaching true. Bran who's of the north and he's yeah. mis- misinforming him yeah disinforming yeah. him so I was like uh Mesa Lewin come on come on dude yeah and he has a chain of the higher mysteries he does have a chain of the higher mysteries and he knows that there's no such thing as the higher mysteries mm-hmm. and as we know the higher mysteries is about female orgasms so, yeah, so. he's clearly never made one of those happen no. no no i do like lewin though i love lewin i think he's a really great character but he's got a lot yeah. to learn he's got a lot to learn that guy mm-hmm. yeah. so that's that then on that bombshell that of the higher mysteries <laughs> we're gonna finish there and hope that you all go home and experience excellent higher mysteries uh, <laughs> or help or help others to experience higher mysteries too yes <laughs> Pass Giving it on. is good. Yeah. <laughs> Pay it forward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's the message of this podcast. Do do pass along the word of mouth of this podcast and uh, let your friends know yes. how amazing we are. Yeah. And uh, yes, please feel free to rate and review us on uh, Apple Podcasts and anywhere you listen to your Yeah, podcast. please do. That would be really nice. Please. Tell people. Please say something nice about us there. Put mm-hmm. nice reviews on and and chat and get involved and tweet us and mm-hmm. um I can't say X us that sounds weird X us no because X doesn't exist it's still Twitter and you can tweet yeah. us yeah and you can uh, post to us on Blue Sky and you can email us and let us know what you thought yes. 
Yeah. Yay, please do. Yay, thanks, guys. In the meantime, guys. have a great month or whatever it is until we see you next when we do whatever the next one is. What did we say it's called? A time of testing? Yes. That's the one. Yes. A time of testing. That'll be me. I'll be smack in the middle of school. It will be a time of testing for me. <laughs> it will be. So Beth will be talking about other things. I'll have to keep her on. On track. <laughs> I'll be yeah. talking to us about. Because I often do go down. <laughs> rabbit holes here and there. I think I was the rabbit hole queen in this one. I think I jibber jabbered for quite some time in this episode. <laughs> we today. love your jibber jabber. That's what we're here for. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okie dokie. We will Bye. see you guys soon, you beautiful people. We will. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.